Liam, Charlie, Tony, Paul. Good evening. Scott. Ooh. <laughs> it's episode 100. <laughs> How excited are you? On a scale of one to Mildred Pierce, yeah. really fucking excited. It's yeah. not even near a Mildred Pierce. And it's, it's also a fifth anniversary. This table is rocking over here. It is rocking and a rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Stinking Paws is episode 100, five years old today. Happy birthday. Woo-hoo! That was how we started five years ago. <laughs> uh, I, I was got a memory that I'll mention a bit later. Go for it now, go on. It was do you remember when we said I think I think Charlie might have already gone. But we were sitting there talking, yeah, I think it was us three. Um, we were talking about music and that and we'd gone through the day And then it got to the point where you played um what was the fucking song? Because you two ended up crying. And it's oh, like, sh- was it Star Maker from the kids? Yes, yes, it's the kids <laughs> and the phone. That, that is unfathomable. I don't care how much you had to drink. How did that make you cry? And they sat there and I went, and I thought, I'm going to cry because they are. So I just started going, right? It's loads of kids and an old man sitting in a fucking tatty arm. It was But that's exactly what's happening. They're both looking at me going, he was this. I, you told me about it. I watched it back, and I thought this is just weird. No, but we were so drunk. If, or 
Or the night when Scott had the he fucking rushed. stroke. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we all left him. Because he got the case like, Oh, I love it. He was trying to Jim Brown him, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he has drunk for a while, hasn't he? His whole body just went limp one side. I love here. I don't know. <laughs> it was like uh, a, a drunk just James went, Bond villain, wasn't it? Like that. It was slow and it was like, should we leave Scott? Like, Scott, we're going now. And it's like, my God. Sounded like shit, me. Yeah. Oh, banger. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, we have got a thousand memories over five years of... Do you know they didn't use real gremlins? Save this, for fuck's sake. Because we've got one more important thing to do before we start talking about this shit. They didn't use real gremlins. I would explain that comment. You after. can't! No, you can explain that. I forgot about that. You literally sat there and said it to us like, do you know they didn't use. Right. I would explain that comment after we have spoken about tonight's movie. Which is number one on the IMDb Top 250, The Shawshank Redemption. Here's the trailer. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard all the evidence. I submit that this was not a hot-blooded crime of passion. Consider this. A revolver holds six bullets, not eight. That means that he fired the gun empty and then stopped to reload. By the power vested in me by the state of Maine, I hereby order you to serve two life sentences back to back. One for each of your victims. So be it. They send you here for life. That's exactly what they take. I believe in two things. Discipline. Help me! In the Bible. Here you'll receive both. Andy came to Shawshank Prison in 1947. Why'd you do it? I didn't, since you asked. <laughs> you can fit right in. I must admit, I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. He had a quiet way about him. A walk and a talk that just wasn't normal around here. There are places in the world that aren't made out of stone. There's something inside that they can't touch. What are you talking about? Hope. Let me tell you something, my friend. Hope is a dangerous thing. Damn it, dear friend, you're putting me behind. Hope can drive a man insane. You better be sick or dead in there, I kid you not. Better get used to that idea. Oh, my holy God. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Too busy living. You get busy dying. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. That's damn right. Okay, guys, the Shawshank Redemption, released in the UK 1994, directed by Frank Darabont. Ooh. Starring Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman, Bob Gunton, William Sadler, Clancy Brown. No foreplay today because I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Straight but, in. Let's just talk about Morgan Freeman before we even go into the movie. I'm Morgan Freeman. That's exactly how people talk about Morgan Freeman. The man has the most charismatic podcast, audio, radio... He's the voice. American, like, David Attenborough. In England, yeah. it's like David Attenborough could narrate anything, and you'd be like, nice. Morgan yeah. Freeman's the American version of that. March yeah. of the Penguins? 
Everyone see yep. it? Yeah. Mm. Perfect narration for that. Morgan Freeman is just incredible. They thought so. That was the crowd yeah, applauding. It was. I think yeah. his perfect casting was a movie that Tony mentioned, mm-hmm. which was in Bruce Almighty as God, because that, <laughs> he, he is just God. Godlike. Which yeah. led him to his Netflix show about religion and traveling yeah, the world. Definitely up to a few Trump fans that are written though. <laughs> oh, he is so. I love Morgan Freeman's tweets. He. Down, he just Jamie's, calls Donald Trump a dickhead. It's a shame he's not anti sexual harassment. That's one thing in the Trump agreement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, balance. Because balance. none of us around this table have done anything that would probably shit off. Gen- I'm genuinely not a sex offender. I can only speak for myself. I said things we shouldn't have. <laughs> Co- that's, that's fucking. Charlie Escobar. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with a bit of booger candy. <laughs> <laughs> Like you was a teacher telling me. I'm a teacher. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with Booker Candy. Tony. Hello. Booker Talk sugar. to me about Morgan Freeman. Like, what a lovely Blow man. Your own what a lovely man. <laughs> lovely, lovely man. Lovely man. You like Morgan Freeman. I do like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> As everyone knows from the Real Potato podcast, which you need to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think you're not an American person fan. Thing. You're not. No, you're you not know. an American person. We know that. No, no. no. <laughs> never it xenophobe. Yes. Yeah. He's very insular, Tony. Yeah. yeah. So, but you like Morgan Freeman. Yes. You can't oh, not like I mean, Morgan exactly. Freeman. He's such a great guy, isn't he? Like David Attenborough, like you mentioned. Yeah. You can't not like him. I did because of this, though. I looked through the filmography, and it's really disappointing. Go on. Given his quality of an actor. Mm. Yeah. And he obviously knows what he's doing on camera. Mm-hmm. That's not. A great list of films, actually. We said this yeah. about Dustin Hoffman, didn't we? Mm. Do you remember? We well, said over the no, 40, 50 years. No, I wasn't there. Dustin Hoffman oh, very much had that crest of a wave. There was like, like six or seven, wasn't there, like, that we picked up. Yeah. But the things they have done, though, fucking off a scale, they? Yeah. Any favourites? Um, For me, the first was Robin Hood. Prince that was Steve's. the first time I ever that saw first, Yeah, I, went to, yeah. I got taken to the cinema. I didn't go to the cinema because I was too young. But I got taken to the cinema to see that. And yeah, because I remember the old witch calling him the painted man. Yes, it was and the I, war, were, I genuinely it? always thought it was fine to call people painted person <laughs> when I was little because <laughs> it was said racist. in the film. They never said it was racist in the film. No, which still you? does now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was sacked from me. Was, was that the first time people were generally aware of more Driving Miss Daisy? Surely that was, was before, before, wasn't it? Yeah, 18, that would yeah, have been the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't see that until Robin Hood would have been the first Yeah, Driving Miss Daisy would have been the first critically acclaimed film. That's the one, but it would have been it would have been sort of like it would have piqued people's interest without people really knowing who he was. I think he's not really had many films where he is the sole actor in the film it's, it's like everything uh, look at yeah. um, like we were talking about earlier like Red and Red 2 and that he's another actor in film with Bruce yeah. Willis um, Helen Mirren Helen Mirren what's, what's his name John Malkovich yeah, yeah. and again it's a star well, character cast. Actor, as opposed to a yeah. man um, Last Vegas I thought was a good film yeah, with um, De Niro Jack and um, 
Douglas, Michael Douglas. Yeah, bucket list was good. Bucket Jack list Nicholson. was yeah. Jack Nicholson, and I didn't realise yeah. until recently that the actual term bucket list is derived from that film. Really? Just before it, yeah. Oh, I no, thought that was that film. Sure. I looked it up. Right? The screenwriter of the film actually coined it. Really? Whether it existed before or not, yeah, it's actually it. the. Uh, it, well, it's just a linguistic thing. It's yeah. not. A, it's just if you kick the bucket. Yeah, so that's what thought of it. Yeah. It used to be if someone killed themselves. It didn't. If that's stand on the bucket, you kick yeah. the bucket. It didn't you. exist in common parlance. People might yeah. have said it, but in oh, common parlance, two thousand seven was the first time. You say about him not being the star. It's not that he couldn't be. No, no that's no, what I mean. He's genuinely good. It's just yeah, it's not really been given. But one spider. Long time a spider. He was, was it Alex Cross he played? Yeah, there, so it? he would have been the star. He would have been the. He was the, the main detective, yeah. wasn't he? And, and, and <coughs> things but like. Seven. Who else was in that? Though? Who else was in them films? Uh, um, the first one, Monica Potter was in. There was two Alex Cross movies that he was in. Was it Long Came a Spider and Kiss the Girls? And it yes. was actually Judd in Kiss the Girls and Monica Potter right. in. Right. So, so and seven. Seven. where are they? Where are they? Seven now? was the yeah. one that I sort of earmarked. But even then, it's that kind of... He's playing second fiddle to Brad Pitt. Yeah, that's I still what I mean. think he's way above I think Brad a lot Pitt of films he's movie. been in, he is kind of above a lot of the other actors in it. But I think it's just the films that they've cast him in, there's always someone else that others would look at before Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And, which is a shame, because I genuinely... I, Morgan Freeman is... I mean, I know he's like David Attenborough, but he's also like the Trevor McDonald in that sense. That the Trevor McDonald. He's just a lovely, lovely guy. And when you see his documentaries that he does, you just think you can't hate him. Yeah. Do you think Morgan Freeman's popularity mm-hmm. becomes sort of meteoric in a time when there weren't actually that many black actors who were in leading roles? I mean, yeah. we look at the 90s. What about Denzel Washington? The thing is with Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington's popularity emerges in the late 90s. Yep, late 90s, and early 2000s. 2000s. And it be- Hollywood becomes more prone yep. to allowing a black leading man. You are probably right, because towards the middle of the 80s... What's his name? Shit. Sidney Poitier. S- Sidney Poitier was still acting and, and was a leading man in action movies. Yeah. To a certain degree, wasn't he? That thing with Tom Berridger and stuff like that. Were there were there any leading black actors? But that actors? that is that is more to do the with Hollywood than merit. Yeah, as well. the weren't comedians like Eddie yeah. Murphy or something like that. That's that's that even that's that thing of oh, it's all white as long as they're making us laugh. Yeah, because that, that yeah. we like brought into a serious film. You go from the eighties, early nineties. It was mainly black actors. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even then, like you look at Carl Weathers, they were bit parts. Yeah. Like, as Apollo Creed, he was. He was the main star in Action Jackson. Yeah, and, and, in, and in Predator, yeah. he was only... But you're not... He wasn't a star, though, was he? No, that's what I mean. He, he was, was a big part yeah. in them yeah. films. He was never, like, the main attraction. And I think it's like you say, it's like not till the late 90s, 2000s that black people... Especially with action films now. Even still now, when you look at it, like, as to such, name big action black actors. Like Will Smith is your man. Will Smith is the one that you, I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, but name his face Blade. Denzel, Wesley Snipes was yeah. like early 2000s. See, even Wesley Snipes was very rarely was never A-list, was he? He was never he heralded was, as a great no, lesbian. No. Most he, of his so. films were B, C sort of listers. Yeah. Yeah. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Naked Gun. Speaking of car chases. <laughs> <laughs> Odd job. He was, um, was a Pacific. He was East Pacific. Yeah, because he, he was, was more yeah, Tonga. He was a really serious character. Wait, job. Yeah, he was Korean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's what I mean. Marriage is Shamadi. It is like Charlie said, though, yeah. that you go through the time and you see there isn't yeah. really. So Morgan Freeman's fame has come more in his latter years than it has he's eight, he's anything before. Yeah. 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 And then it is a shame because his best roles have been as he's an older man as opposed yeah. to Robin Hood's the first thing you think of in the 90s. Yes. Before that, no, he said, like, driving me station a bit. Yeah. It's not something that comes to anyone else's no. mind. Do you ever get the sense as well that um, he's like a Gene Hackman where it always feels like he's been an old man? Yes, yeah. yeah. He's never yeah. been a young upstart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's he's always he, had that maturity. Until you, know? you watch Robin Hood and you're like, he actually did look young once. <laughs> because you always just think, whenever yeah. you think Morgan Freeman, it's like seeing Bruce hair, Willis like, with hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlighting. So why do we love Morgan Freeman? His voice has just got such a calming effect. It is, it's like someone's telling you a good night story. It's just that sort of soothing. I think that's effect. how he's got in trouble, though. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was going to, and I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to say that. Oh, I said, I'll like, let Charlie be the last <laughs> common denominator. Yeah. I was looking at the window, thinking. That's how he got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but he's made history because he's probably the only actor that you know they normally like go out and they have a look at what they're going to be playing, don't they? So like he would have gone into a prison to start with to play his role in Shawshank. Yeah. But he's played his role in Shawshank and now he's going into prison for real. The opposite of meth. Reverse yeah. meth. <laughs> he's fucking brilliant, and he's done it like twenty. Acting. Yeah, he's done it twenty plus years later. I think he's very good at that. He's, he's, he's acted in Shawshank. I thought I'd like a bit of that. Mm. Huh. But even <laughs> his role, like, his role in Shawshank, such as Red. It, that's Blansky. not what the book was. It was, it was Irish, supposed to be an Irishman yeah. with red hair. It should have been me, but I was far too young. Same as Jackie Brown. He's actually a white yeah. uh, air hostess with blonde hair, but it's the director's vision yeah. and the writer. I mean, if you was to take a, take away Morgan Freeman from the film, you'd be like, would it have worked with someone else? No. Well, let's talk no. about it because Tim Robbins is playing Andy Dufresne in this yeah. movie. The lead. He's the lead. Yeah, he yeah. is the lead, yeah. Up for the role were Tom Cruise. What's oh uh, for, for, for Andy, Andy Dufresne? Tom oh Hanks. God, slightly Tom difference. Hanks. Tom Hanks. It should have Tom been Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Could you feel, imagine? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and oh. Kevin Costner were the three. Mm. Well, well in '91, was it about been right? your three? That yeah. Tom Cruise definitely not. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Hanks is quite yes. small. But Tom Cruise had a strong ability, wasn't he? Going into that situation in the prison, and the whole point. Is that you're not entirely sure whether Tim Robbins is going to be cut out for this? Yeah, yeah. But it's only because yeah, but he was, he was that kind of tall, streaky. He, he had that look of like yeah. he's far too vulnerable yeah. to be a guy yeah. that should be going to prison. Can I just ask everybody that when you first saw this film, mm -hmm. how aware were you of what it was that it was a prison escape movie? I wasn't. No. No. no? Not at no. all. No. I just knew that it was hugely a Exactly. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all I've right. heard. It, so, so when the actual reveal comes along, you were as equally surprised as I was that, oh my God, this is actually happening. This is mm. like he's escaping because there is this this build-up to the escape itself. See, I think that's why I love the film is because it wasn't a... The build-up to it had a story going on while there's a spread going. Yes. It's not like a, we're just going to blag something and he keeps it... It's like you're you're kind of distracted. You don't know from what's the going breakout. on in the background. Yeah, do you? and yeah. that's what I love because that is supposed to be the main thing. Yeah, but, but it's they not. They completely is it? take you away yeah. to something else, and you're attached to that bit and what's going on in the prison that you don't. And I, I, me and Paul were saying that 
you can watch this film again and again, and every time you watch it, you kind of see something different, or you you appreciate it in a different light. Yeah. But I think, and it is the sort of thing like that's this is the sort of film that born. What year did it come out? Ninety-four. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. Yeah. No. Yes. Ninety-one. Yeah. And you just look at it and that. It's two thousand eighteen, and that film's still an amazing film to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't watched it for probably four or five years. I loved every minute of it. It was just, it's so perfectly paced. It's not, it's a long film. But it's, it's a long film. It's yeah. not slow, but it's not, it doesn't rush everything. No. And, it, and it just trots along at this beautiful pace of setting the scene for the the final sort of come down. So, so you've got the, the tax evasion bits in it. You, you've got the fact that he's, slowly getting ready to break out by chiseling away but unless you've seen it you don't know that yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's just so beautiful it's it comes to the conclusion so unexpected so, no so realistically <laughs> it isn't a case of oh one night he breaks out he's been waiting for years or yeah. months for that storm to happen, but it's also so the, can that's why they put the emphasis on him having this interior mental strength. Because if he didn't have that, then he would have fucked off. Yeah, he what he was trying within two years. Yeah, it? yeah. So it's over the course of nineteen years. Like yeah. Another bit I liked is is something about because he's interested in geology and rocks and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and they said rocks are created by pressure and time. Yeah, or is it pressure and time or something? Yeah, it's, it's pressure time? over time. Pressure over time. And you think, well, that's, that's how you, yeah, yeah, that's here. The pressure yeah. over time and then releases it's like yeah. and the, the things, perfect ending. Like, like yeah. Charlie said, it's like over nineteen years. Yeah, it's like you, you watch that film and you see any prison break film nowadays. It's like oh, I've just been locked up. Oh, yeah. they're breaking out already. Yeah, but nineteen years. It, it seems a bit more no. realistic. There's someone that's yeah. they they've masterminded what they can do. They've They've worked. That they've built friendships that are going to last forever. It's the epitome of patience. Yeah, well, you it? see, yes. all, you know, we've seen historically cases where people have gone on hunger strike in prison, uh, like the Bobby Sands thing, sixty-six days. Yeah. No, but it's it's that idea that a, a thing like that seems like a lifetime, let alone going nineteen yeah. years and actually having the Being perseverance the and all that sort of stuff. It's and everything he done was was sort of planned. So even the fact that he got well. sent to the hole, it yeah. was. It was for another motive further down the track. I Even just talking about this film mm. makes you see more of the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a really clever touch that it started with a Rita Hayworth poster, yeah. but because that much time had passed, it yeah. ended up yeah. being Raquel Welsh. Uh, Marilyn Monroe, Raquel Welsh. That, that yeah. is to, to actually delineate how long this yeah. has taken. That yeah. You know, it's what posters. film the Rita Hayworth film was as well. Uh, Gilda. Gilda. Your favourite. <laughs> yeah. Your favourite. That was that was a very early episode. That yeah, conversation. Yeah, we spoke about Gilda. Yeah. Has anyone got any flaws, though? Um, I just wanted to. I mean, other than if you was to go by the book, like, and it's only like 110 pages, I think. Yeah, yeah. short story, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a novella, so yeah, it's, it's not a short story yeah. and it's not a novel. But other than Red, originally it was supposed to be a white Irish guy with mm. red hair, hence the name Red, but. Like, like we said before, I don't think you could have had anyone play that role that Morgan Freeman did. You just, yeah, you couldn't have. I think, I don't know if it would have made it worse, better, or anything. I don't think you're obviously never going to know. Okay, but other than that, I don't. I think Tim Robbins might have been expendable. 
Yeah, I think not, he could have been. Yeah. And I think if that had if been Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks playing him, it would have been sensational. That, that's kind of like well. a. Whew, could you imagine? That yeah. may have even elevated the film to yeah. even yeah. higher critical. Right. I love Tom Hanks. Put it this way then if Tom Hanks was. He wouldn't have played the Gish and Green Mile, would he? Well, that year he was Forrest Gump. Oh. oh. Also this year, Cold Fiction. Yeah. The Lion King, Speed, Natural Born Killers. What year was that? 1994. Right, 94. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say, because Lion King was 94. Yeah, all 94. So, for this to be sort of buried amongst the accolades is understandable when you've got Forrest Gump and Bob. Yeah, because yeah, 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 this like was that. not a huge box office hit, It was wasn't it? at all. But Tim Robbins, I think, when he's you look good. at him, he's yeah. bloody he's good. Yeah. It's he's his career-defining made yes. Yes, yes, that made him... Yeah, because he, he has done some shit films. To me, he's, he actually looks as if he'd be a bit more me too than Morgan Freeman. Actually, there's yeah. a he can play a slimy character very yeah. well. Yeah. Tim Robbins, if you watch like High Fidelity, is he Life like Crime, six foot seven? Or yeah, he's, he's like a big guy. You, isn't occasionally, he? you do see it in the film. Yeah. You, you see the he's comparison. Six foot. Is he six four? No, he's no, a, he is, I know he's he a big guy. Tall, yeah. yeah, only six four when he's sitting oh, next to me. Yeah, I'm six three. Tony, hello. Tell us about the film. Do you like it? Do you I love, love it. You hate it. Love it. Brilliant film. Yeah, because you're not a fan it's of the movies, are you? No. Sorry, I was off by the six five. Oh, not six seven. It matters. It does. Makes all difference sometimes. Why do you like it, mate? I don't know why I like it. I couldn't put my finger on it. Why I like it? I just do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very well constructed film. It's a strange one for you because it's American, isn't yeah. it? You are a big British movie. Yeah, there, there is a few I do like. The one thing I did pick up on it, there wasn't much of a race element on it, was there? What, like you'd expect, mind the time where it was yeah, set and things like Park that. Here or sort of thing. But like I think that's yeah. why, though, is because it was from the store. And, and they're isolated from society. Yeah, they're isolated from society. Based on the book, Red wasn't a black person. No. Yeah, so if they were to take it too far away from the book, yeah, they you'd probably have to change the story, wouldn't you? And also... Maybe the race element is unspoken in the sense that Red hasn't really got a friend in there until. No. Until yeah, it turns out. There's a suggestion that, and, uh, that Red is and an outcast because of his colour without yeah. him actually having to, to sort of highlight and it. And he's only got friends because of what he does. He's the provider. He's yeah, the gets one yeah. that can get yeah. that sort of stuff. Do you know what I think the thing yeah, could have potentially done without them? The, is it Tommy, the new prisoner? That thing really... Yeah. I don't think they had to have that. Stephen well, the King one he educated to... Stephen King does this. Well. Yeah. Right. Stephen King has this... As much as I, you love Stephen King, I love Stephen King. But it's really like, it's always light and shade with Stephen yeah. King. There's no subtlety, is there? Uh, like, have you read Gerald's Game? I've not, but they recently adapted they, they adapted it, it but yeah. there's this thing where he tries to tie up the ending and it makes it this sort of supernatural Because he doesn't plan his novels no, in advance. So and he didn't need it. Yeah. And the thing with Tommy, we didn't need to know if Andy was innocent or guilty. Exactly. If he had yeah. actually murdered his wife, obviously it would have been a murdered, terrible thing. Yeah. But the film would have still, or the, the original story rather, yeah. it would have still been engrossing, yeah. even if he... It would, probably would have been better if he had actually murdered Yeah, and then got away with it. <laughs> well, not got away <laughs> with it, but like, done his he's time. done his time. Yeah. But he's, cheating bitch anyway. he's, he's been imprisoned by people who are obviously corrupt themselves yeah. and they're blackmailing him. So I think it would have been an even more sort of like realistic film if yeah. he had actually... Yeah. Like, I, I, don't know if it, I don't know if... 
it, does that happen in the original story with I can't one? remember I read it so I think it, I'm sure it, I was only talking about it the other day mm. and I'm sure it does like about him teaching yeah it really that. does feel like they're trying to tie it up in a neat package so much by oh a new prisoner just comes along and, and coincidentally he's got the to the coincidentally mm. knows that yeah, yeah. And I mean what's what your chances about and that's yeah. what Stephen King does in a lot of his novels he yeah. just he just thinks, right, I'll just throw that in there just to tie yeah. that loose Stephen end King's up. But we got, don't need to know that loose end. Stephen King's got a very kind of stubborn view of good and evil in his yeah. stories, I think. And it, his, his way is his own way that he would yeah. never have... Not knocking him. No, that's no. Yeah. Well, he's, he's yeah. proven in it. But yeah, he, I think his is one of them, this is my way, you're always wrong. I, was I think moral ambiguity is good in films sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it's what makes the success that. But that is the only thing that I would say that actually makes it more disappointing that it wasn't like a, a box office hit because I think them doing that tried to make it appeal to yeah. everyone anyway. Yeah. So, when was the first time you watched this? I watched because it the first time about 20 years ago, I think. I watched it really yeah, young. I've got to be. Well, I saw a video when ago. it came out on video. So it would be 95. So. I was friends. Or me and the wife were friends with this couple, and they kept saying, "You've got to watch this film. Yeah. You've got to watch this film." And we like didn't take any notice of it. And like it must have been good four or five years later. So yeah. we're talking almost two thousand. Yeah. Thought, oh, we'll give this a watch. Yeah. And then as soon as you watch it, you think, "Why the Why fuck would I watch didn't it? I watch this <laughs> earlier?" I, I I cried at the end the first time I watched it. Yeah, it fucking I, blew me away. It's the sort of thing that even still now I'm kind of like. Yeah, but it's a happy cry. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, the elation from it, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. You just kind of like, thank fuck. Yeah. yeah. That, it was good enough to me that he'd uh, kind of um, disobeyed his parole and was going to look for him. I didn't yeah. expect yeah. to have the shot at the end where they yeah. actually well, met him, but that's yeah. what done me. Because that's that sort like, of scene yeah. that you think he sees him with that hug on the beach and then you're like, well, yeah. the last thing he says is, I hope, which suggests that he might not. Yeah. And then you just see them reunited. Because it doesn't. It doesn't concentrate too much on that because the the shot the shot on the beach is a really wide view. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what And so it's up. just you can just see him in the distance. I get, I'm getting ghostbumps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How long okay. was it from Andy Dufresne breaking up to Red to leaving prison? Yeah, look, I think it's yeah. two years. Yeah. Red's yeah. Uh, Red serves forty years. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he, he goes to the parole board and says almost like. Fuck so you! I know you're not going to fucking yeah, let yeah. me it's out. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He will have the same fate as the elderly. Yeah, because he carves yeah, his yeah. name. Oh, and when you first watch it, that's another coincidence yeah. that I thought was a bit fucking. Is in the oh, same. He ends up in the yeah. same flat. Well, no, because well, it's, it's the halfway house. Yes, yeah, the halfway oh, house. Sorry, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah same but saying that, that whole thing with Brooks. Yeah. For that little ten-minute segment, it takes you away from the main story. Yeah, and that's what I liked about that because it. You, you then started to love this guy and think he, he's, he's not going to cope. Yeah. yeah. He can't do this. And he he's like, been institutional. Do you know what I noticed like, for the first shit. time this time round? Cut me out. That the raven in the fucking library is the little baby the bird ma- in his pocket. Yeah. I, I yeah. never noticed that. Little uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I thought sort of linked to Green Mile. Yeah, with, with the mouse. Yeah. Green Mile, right. Why you brought up Green Mile? Same right. source material. We're going to do Sophie's choice here. Green Mile or Shawshank? Shawshank. Green Mile. Ah, Shawshank. 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 I'm going to go Green Mile. Oh, oh. I love both yeah. films. Yeah. I do, but that's the thing. Is that a real if, if the, I literally <laughs> went with the first thing. And it's Tell you what, though. 
Mm. I know you prefer it, but if your shank isn't made, then Green Mile isn't one made or adapted or two the kind of film that it is. Yeah. Mm. But also, was, if was Tom Hanks is in Tim Robbins' role in Shawshank Redemption, yeah. that's an entirely different actor yeah. than Green Mile, mm. surely. That would be too obvious. It's, it's bad enough yeah. in the same director, both, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, was Green Mile more commercially successful because it had the star I think so. I think the main did. role. Yeah. Green Mile let the ground running when it came out. Yeah. See, yeah. Green Mile, though, if you took out um, Michael <coughs> Clark, Duncan. Clark Duncan, then it would have made it. And I don't care what anyone says, Tom Hanks does not make that film. No. He does. Michael Clark Duncan is awesome. So that, that's <laughs> the reason why I love this film is because everyone goes, uh, not you, everyone will say that it's got star power, it's got... It's nothing to do with the star power. It's got someone that's relatively unknown back then. Yeah. This fuck off massive man marking <laughs> of a guy. That, and that's what hurts people is that you don't expect someone that size of that demeanor to be so soft and have love. And when yeah. you see that he ends up dying, because if, if I was an actor, I would use him dying when he's saying, I'm in heaven, it's method acting to make me cry. Because mm. it's that. What he does as John Coffey is unreal. Genuinely second to none and I think that's why because everyone if you put Tom Hanks in both films yeah, both both were amazing films and I can't knock yeah. either at all I can't find faults but Green Mile for John Coffey is what makes it not Tom Hanks See, I, I love Tom I'd Hanks. be interested to know what is the more popular of the two Stephen King stories because I don't know a lot well, about Green Mile original short stories as well Green yeah. Mile came out in 10 little yeah, there's loads of chapters. So you imagine Green Mile I bought the chapters, I've still got them. They're tiny little books. So in light of that, Green Mile was probably more well-received. It was, it was more King anticipated fans, because it was a really normal yeah. way of doing things yeah. that hadn't been done since the Victorian time, times, it? you know, when Dickens would release yeah. a chapter at a time, you know. Yeah. And, and I would go out to WH Smith and I would buy Fucking hell, that seems like a that sound really weird? And I would buy a chapter of a book and I'd have to wait a month. Stephen King yeah. could sell water to a world. And he was, yeah, exactly Stephen King that. was a bastard because there would be a cliffhanger on more. every single line at the end of each chapter. He um, did an Italian job on you. Like the Italian job, he did a cliffhanger on every single one. Hang on, lads, I've got a brilliant idea. <laughs> That's how it always ended. Um, I can't really decide between the two. I mean, Green Mile, I think I would push towards, but... I think Shawshank Redemption is a better made film and Green Mile is probably made more with the intention of tugging at the heart. Oscar bait as well? What we but Shawshank Redemption is an early incarnation of See, Oscar bait. I, I would have said Shawshank would be more of an Oscar bait. But it Green failed, Mile. didn't it? Because of, because, failed, because, because of, of Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. Released that a year later, maybe. It was unlucky, wasn't but it? I, I would have said more that of the, the prison story. That And again, I, I'm not faulting either one. I just, for me, Green Mile will always be out of the two my favourite I mean, they I knew you were going to say that before Scott yeah. asked mm. I know you heard that and it, it's, yeah, it's more I think Green Mile hits people more so why do we like these sort of movies you know Green Mile and Shawshank we, universally between the whole table God, we, yeah. we love both yeah. films yeah. Yeah. I, love, yeah. I actually like the Green why? Mile why do we Shawshank like, yeah. why do we like a prison movie a, a, a I think they kiss the wrongdoing of it, you yeah. you want to see the wrongdoing. You want justice. Yeah, prison movies are great as well because it's, even it's, a short prison movie that's ninety minutes still has the ability to take you over the scale of a very long period of time. Yeah, but because of a sentence, Midnight so, Express, yeah. Happy yeah. On, we've reviewed, haven't we? Things like that. It's more um, personal. 
isn't it? You think it's a really space, it's yeah. not like a, an action movie where it's all over the yeah. shot, lots yeah. going on. You, it's also you a nice, know. It's a nice way of dealing with what you think the reality of prison is like yeah. without actually having to experience it. Yeah, and I it, think it's right. exactly like Toby just said about it being personal. It's, it's There is no other scenes. It's not like Green Mile, for example, where they have the little bit where they go off to the, um, what's his name's wife who's ill. And in Shawshank, when like he breaks out stuff and it, it is all confined, so yeah. you can't help but be hooked because you don't have to go up to concentrate on here, here, and it yeah. it just it hooks you. Both films grab you, and you you couldn't get away from it. If, if someone could happily say they would walk out and watch an either film, yeah, they're they're a fucking idiot because you couldn't both grip you because it is. I think yeah. it's exactly that. Yeah, it's you just feel confined to being with them in that space. You know, there's no frills, there's no spills. Yeah. With it. There's not many prison films, though, where um, the protagonist has actually done something wrong or fully done something wrong. Mm. So I think it's not prison films that we like. We like prison films where there's a sense of injustice yeah, that, that's by the characters. Yeah. 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 Like Midnight Express, the sentence is mental for what he's doing, just trying to smuggle the sheesh. And if he'd done yeah. it a week before, he would have got off. Uh, Papillon, it's... Kind of like well, he's just—it's just too much for what he actually did. Yeah. Um, but then, McVicker, you know, because like we love McVicker, and then Buster—not <laughs> Buster, but uh, that kind of thing where I think there's a sea change where criminality starts to be glamorised, glamorised. Yeah. yeah. Porridge. Uh, po- <laughs> Porridge. Scum. 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 But I will tell you what, I noticed well, this time, around, and I—I yeah. I, I completely forgot. So the first announce. 20 minutes of this movie is fucking brutal. It's yeah. that this is what it's There's like. Some really this is what it's shit. like on the first night. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. This is the first night. There was some serious shit going on. That bloke gets beaten up, isn't it, at the start? He, and he, he killed. He didn't make it. Yeah. Fat ass got killed, basically. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's billed as fat ass in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Soap in the shower situation. It happens. <laughs> Sisters. Isn't it? New fish. Yeah. 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 And I think it shows that, that it, it preps you for it, and you kind of think. That's obviously still happening. Yeah. yeah. While he's been in there for them 19 years, for everyone's in that prison yeah. and that sort of thing. It just kind of sits you up to go, just to let you know, this does happen. Yeah. Now carry on watching. Yeah, everyone, this. Yeah. everyone makes the jokes but about this. the soap on a rope, but then they actually see you up first hand, mm-hmm. yeah. didn't they? But then, actually, when Clancy Brown, the, uh, the prison officer, takes, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Bob, Bob. Boggs. Boggs. After he's done his solitary. Is he the same one who's got the curtain haircut? Who's, you know the one who's a bit of an arsehole mm. at the beginning? And he's like, oh, he's a white cunt. But then... No, no, Boggs is completely separate. Boggs is, he ends up yeah. fucking off or getting yeah. killed, yeah. doesn't he? But who's the one who's a bit of a fucking wrong But then, eventually, because Andy does something and he compromises so he gets them all like a bottle of beer or something. Yeah, and that's... Comes that's because he, he does his uh his no, he was getting an inheritance, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the one he's, he's the Kurgan out of Highlander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's in Highlander, he's, he's like a bit like Mark Wingett out of the bill. Be <laughs> <laughs> but then after you know, Andy gets beaten, he's like done a, a, a month in the infirmary, and then Boggs does his month in solitary or whatever. Um Clancy Clancy Brown just beats the fuck out of him. Puts him in a wheelchair. Him in a wheelchair. Yeah. Never walks again. Yeah. I like the literary reference. Eats through like, a straw. Count of Monte Cristo. You'll like it's a prison break story. <laughs> yeah. Who's <laughs> yeah. Alexander Dumbass? 
But I can see what you were saying about the introduction of that character, the you know the um, the greaser that turns up, just to tie the whole thing together. I think that was purely put in there just to confirm that yeah. he was innocent. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and I think Hollywood has not got a good track record of giving its audience enough credit. They, they over-explain things sometimes. Yeah, because, I mean, you all time. knew that he was innocent without it being fully explained yeah. oh, to you. Oh, did we know? We didn't know. Oh, I wouldn't have minded if it was we? Gay. That's the thing. That's I wouldn't have Because I watched it this time around looking at the beginning thinking, would he have to come? Yeah, yeah. But it's in, you yeah. don't know, you know. But it's not that I would have excuse him for the crime if he was guilty but it's like I think it would have become like tenfold more interesting film if he had actually yeah. topped her yeah because who knows what Red no one knows what Red did murdered the man they murdered yeah. somebody and he said he killed someone well somebody. we do know he's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking one yeah. <laughs> to the Morgan Freeman's son was in that film really yes. uh, what um, I was literally just looking up was he the um, one that was in the photo ID Playing the younger Morgan Freeman when he gets rejected every time. Near enough, he was um, played like also known as the Hungry Fish Con or the Fresh Fish Con. It, yeah, it was like a younger Morgan Freeman. He was in certain scenes like with people coming in, he's like joining the crowd, shouting at people as they're walking in. That was Morgan Freeman's son, Alfonso Freeman. Alfonso oh, Freeman, yeah. fantastic. Poor son, being called that. Yeah, hasn't done much else, but yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking in a minute about the history of the stinking balls and films that we've loved and hated. I think this is a very rare occasion where there's five of us sitting around this table tonight. I think we all love this. Yeah. Without doubt. I think there's uh, been a worrying kind of fucking trend in people trying to dismiss the film just to look a bit... um, yeah, like because it <laughs> oh. not because not because they see flaws in it, but because it's number one on IMDb. Yeah, so, yeah, if you put something on that pedestal, no matter what it is, people will always try and fucking. The biggest one against me is like, oh, well, how did he get through the poster and manage to stick it behind him? But oh, that's not there's right. no because reason he, was, he didn't. He no, was stuck at the top, so yeah, gravity pulls the, the poster yeah. back down. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think so, if that's your yeah. if that's your ultimate problem with the film, yeah, yeah, yeah you like, can fuck off. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't look at the physics <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, but that's what people come up with. Yeah. But look at the craftsmanship of it. Yeah, yeah. I think he earned that kind of continuity area after fucking chipping away at something for ninety years with a little rock But that's what I mean. Each time you got to think of each time he got say six foot, seven foot, eight foot. Yeah, to go back in it, then come back out of it, yeah. Yeah. clean himself off, yeah. and then start again. You're like, and if you think it. of it small, yeah, then get rid of it. You're like, break it down so much more. You're like, that's fucking unreal. I'm still struggling to know why it's number one on IMDb, though. Yes. I must love it. I just I mean, don't know why that. I, I don't get why it's number one. Yeah. The only thing I'm thinking is that 1994 was when the rise of the internet and it was more kind of chat room geeks. Do you think part of the success of the film came from that era the when it was like people typing away on the internet saying you've got to see this film, you've got to see this film? I don't think it is because there would be Pulp Fiction at number two. Yeah, yeah, but Pulp Fiction was critically acclaimed. 
did Pulp Fiction, but Pulp Fiction won the Pandora at Cannes. Yeah, but Shawshank didn't have that I kind of accolade. No, because the top the top ten in IMDb has still got season kind yeah. of vertigo and all that shit. Shawshank, I think, is one of the films. A lot of them are like fucking Star Wars films and that, though, aren't they? There's, there's a lot of um, Lord of the Rings films, isn't yeah. there? Top ten and yeah. Matrix. And, so, so therefore, to be object to your comment, if you look at the top ten. Yeah, from IMDb, and you had to choose one to be number one. Would it not be Shawshank? Not no. So what would it be out of that top ten? Probably Let's see what the top ten is. Shall we? Yeah. Out of the ten you know, that's in there, it probably would be Godfather or Godfather Part Two, to be honest. And that's not a slight on Shawshank Redemption. No, no, I was just wondering just, because yeah, yeah. if there are obscure films in there, but that there has to be a reason why it's there. Like other than I the fact that it's fantastic of, over time, it's got. People have appreciated it more. Mm. My, that's the other thing because my daughter, twenty years old, loves the film. Mm. Oh, no, absolutely! Uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't like it, other than the people online who see because the Dark Knight is yeah. third. That's the Dark Knight is really? not anywhere near a top fifty film of all time. No, it's not uh, even the best Batman film. No, I really like the right. Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I yeah. genuinely do, but it's not. Do you want to go back from ten? Go ahead. Twelve Angry Men's in that number. Should I go backwards from ten? Yeah. Fight Club. Oh, bollocks. Which one are you looking at? We can't talk about IMDb. I'm on the IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mine's the top 250 titles ever, right? Yeah, well, I hope you got that list. Number 10, yeah. Inception. I've got Fight Club. Okay, number 9. 12 Angry Men. Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Oh, Number 8, Good, the Bad and the Ugly. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. No. Number 7, yeah. The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Pulp Fiction. Yes. Schindler's List at number 6. Oh. Schindler's List at number 6. Uh, number five is Pulp Fiction. Twelve Angry Men. Oh. Uh, number four, Godfather Part Two. Dark Knight. Number three, The Dark Knight. Uh, Godfather Part Two. Number two is The Godfather. Godfather. And Shawshank Number One. Shawshank. Yeah. The reason I have chuckled there is actually a company called Schindler's Lifts. Yeah. No, yes. Yeah. Sorry, that's just completely your topic. Every time I hear it now, I just giggle because I think of lifts. Yeah, I don't and know not, where this one's coming. This one's there. I might have lost. I don't know. <laughs> Either way. So. Out of that, yeah, I mean, all the same films, the yeah. exact same thing of the number ten. But then, yeah, but, but it's like, no, how does the Lord of the Rings get in there? Because it's the way just the because of the system money works. And I mean, that is the people who literally spend all day on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the thing. The, the films unemployed. are genuine by film buffs. <laughs> yeah. They're not by no, no, just no, your no, average joke. Goes, I like Shinda's. Look at Sight and Sound, where they they get. Directors, they get actors, they get, they get producers. Fight Club is thirteen on this list. What is it? Behind Should Forrest Gump and another Lord. Fight Club shouldn't be in the fucking top. No, but then if you were to interview a thousand film directors, it'd be Vertigo, Rashomon, Rashomon, Casablanca. You know, this is the newest list because number fifteen on the list is Avengers: Infinity War. Exactly, so this is fucking complete wank. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be yes. fair, right, and this is something that I've, I've genuinely always thought, mm-hmm. genuinely always thought, and I genuinely know this is going to like irk. I think Godfather is incredibly overrated. Um, incredibly, I, I, I think I, it's very artistic but, and it was great at the time. But, but over, I think now the word overrated, overrated means people are pretending to like it. No one's pretending to like the Godfather. See, uh, no, I, I see so many perfect. people. I think it's perfect. It's, it's another but one the of thing them. Is, I don't want to see it. It's another one of them. I don't want to hate it. I actually think the words overrated should not be in the Sopranos. English dictionary. There is no such thing. Sopranos. Sopranos is amazing. But there yeah, is no Sopranos such thing yeah. 
Yes. There's something being overrated, is there? And I'm glad yeah. they never made it into yeah. a film. Why would no, someone I'm pretend to like a film? Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. Well, people yeah. do. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I, I, I adore yeah. every. So friend. many people do, and yeah. I know a lot. But of I adore every do frame of the Godfather. Yeah. I think to God, like the Godfather. I think it's perfect. because it's a gangster mafia film. So yeah. people go. I love that, and then they go. Also, like Goodfellas. Yeah, but then also love, and they start naming films. You're like, you obviously don't. But good, Goodfellas is an awful amazing. Film. Oh, good, I love yeah, Goodfellas. No. I love. I've, I've, I've seen good Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Really and I'm not being nothing. funny, Liam. I'm I'll give you plenty of examples of mafia films that are dog shit. Oh no, that's what I mean. There's, there's loads that are, but that's the thing. You, I, all I ever heard growing up was people go, Godfather was amazing, and I didn't see him until I was probably late teens, and so I'd heard a lot of people say, oh, it's and then they would name other films that were actually appalling. Mm-hmm. I yeah, had yeah, seen, yeah. and I'm like, what is good then? If your taste is saying that's great, but also that is, I'm like, hang on a second, where okay. is it? And for me, that's why I say overrated because oh it was God. people pretending. I would say with the Godfather like though, there was nothing like it before. There were gangster films, but no yeah, one had yeah. ever made a gang. It was like the Warner Brothers kind of, yeah. you know, uh, I think when I watched hate it, Angels with Dirty Faces. Stuff, yeah, the Godfather took it in such a new direction. Yeah that every gangster film after it tries to, to replicate. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's what I can see. And I mean, I, I I liked watching the film. Uh, I'm not saying it's a shit film. It's just, uh, for me, I would never have put Godfather in, in my top 10, my own right. personal top 10, purely because of, again, as I've always said, I hate people that brag about films so much. And yeah. well, as a kid, and obviously I never knew any of you when I was a kid, but I'd have people, and it was mainly adults going, it's the best film you'll ever see. And then they name another film, and I'm like, that's appalling. So, so what's your I would judge it. Yeah. Like, what are you measuring that song? Very cop and a half. Very much what you just <laughs> said. Charlie knows my thoughts on this film. Taxi Driver is also revered up there in the top twenty of most people's list. Yeah. Took me a few watches, though. And this yeah, is the I, took me quite. And I said to Charlie, I've watched it four or five times yeah. now, and I still haven't got it. Yeah. There will be a time where I. Maybe get, not though. Or I might know. not. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's I not nothing wrong with that. No, that's exactly. I think that's he the beauty. He took he took four we viewings of this. Mildred Pierce will take you guys fifty viewings. It would literally take me till I die. I am not watching that film <laughs> yeah. a second well, time, think, let alone fifty. I'm having you sectioned if you watch it more than twice. But some films. They do take this. I think some do and take also, a lot of viewing. Don't be dictated by what other fucking people say. Yeah, exactly. You like what you like. You know what you like. That's why I like the thing. I've watched it, and I've seen it two or three yeah. times oh. afterwards. And I just thought, if you don't like it, you don't like it, mate. That's it. Doesn't the, make you any fucking better. In I then looked at it, and I was like, I don't get why people thought this was amazing. I can yeah. understand why they thought it was amazing. Was amazing, not why they think it is amazing. Right. I still that's, think it's an amazing why. film. Charlie still thinks it's an amazing film. But that's because we love the movie. We, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, I think the fact that we sat in the cinema for three hours and watched it. Comes to like, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not... We're not uh, well, it means that like, we're actually willing to, to, to actually uh, watch the yeah. entire thing and pay money and to do it. I was saying this the other day to someone who works that that's what's great about mu- movies is that no one can actually explain why their favourite movie is their favourite movie. Like music, yeah. Because it's very, very rare. Your number one movie of all time, if you can think of it, is the exact same as everyone else's that you'd meet. Has everybody got a number one movie? No, not anymore. See, I, I did I, before the podcast, didn't I? Yep. See, I, I have the one that I always go back to, but I don't actually think it's my favourite movie. It's just I always go back to the quote as because you of how more, it related to me. As, as you find more movies, I don't think anybody gets a number one. No. Anybody but, got a number one here that they can pin down? But most people number? could, no. if you just say, pick a film. You still go with Untouchable every single time. Yeah. See, and, 
And exactly yet it's a gangster that, which movie. Which is good. But I mean, that's, yes, yeah. that's, that's great. And exactly that. If I was to pick, I would rather watch Godfather to Untouchables. But both films are good. I just... Untouchables again, 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 I think they're great. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's almost a TV yeah. series, but... <laughs> I think that's, that's why it makes it great. No, Rosie Dixon, Nightmare. <laughs> if we all sat here and said Very that we all thought yeah. Godfather was the best film, not that mm-hmm. we were saying it, but if we said that Godfather should, Godfather should be number one, that'd be it, the conversation's done. People go, but then, be honest, and that's, that's what makes the, it a bit more exciting. The example that Scott used of the uh, sight and sounds yeah. model, um, I think the newest film in that top 30 is possibly Apocalypse Now. I think it is. Like so it's like, there it is. is this kind of tendency, even from modern day filmmakers, to say yeah, bit vintage <laughs> stuff is better. Like, I mean, Apocalypse Now is incredible, in my opinion. But you can't tell me that was the last, like, truly great one film ever made. One right? of the things we're going to do in the next four episodes, after episode one, aren't we, is we're going to look at a movie each from the last 10 years. And I'm sure we can find four films between us that could be reviewed as classics, hmm. apart from Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it's not a Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are good movies being made every single year that will, not necessarily sure, the sure. IMDb 250, not in the BFI. Sure, sure, it's a fucking excellent example yeah. because it was the one that got away. What would have been a really good uh, foreplay topic for this, actually, yeah. would have been films that have garnered classic status in our lifetimes yeah. 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 that didn't do it on initial release. Because we always thought about things like Blade Runner and The Thing, yeah. even the Italian job we mentioned in the last episode. Yeah. What films have come out in the last 20 years that have gained in... Yeah. Well, we'll say and that I'm that sure they we'll exist. That I'm that sure they exist. Stuff like, yeah. I don't know, your Wes Anderson films and that. They yeah. don't get many bums on seats but 10 years after they come out everyone fucking gushes over yeah, it the something happens I don't know if it's a, especially nowadays like a social media thing or something it may be like you said about the internet back and has it been that someone has just said to someone else like oh I lost all this film for the first time since it came out ever oh, 10 years later and they're like it's amazing I know, I know it's not the same ilk but Dirty Dancing right <laughs> No, sorry, but when that first came out, yeah. it was a box office that was mediocre. Yeah. You're joking. Yeah, that yeah. That didn't do well. No, no, it didn't. It was, it was, it was, it was VHS. And now yeah. it is widely considered the best film ever made. So. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's, it's a good film. film. It's like The Wind. Uh, <laughs> it is. She's like The Wind. I think it was like the biggest selling VHS or DVD of its time. Because it was one of the first films they released on DVD in yeah, yeah. the 80s. No, that's, that's oh, it. Yeah. We, we had this discussion about Blade Runner, didn't we? Like, no can't went to watch Blade Runner when it came out, and even the people who did weren't particularly fond of it. No. But because the, the as a man who, who worked in a video shop and kind of... Did you of, work in a video shop? Yeah. Did I tell you about the talk? No. The, yeah. <laughs> the real Tarantino. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the, there's films out there that just had such a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like, they either hit the release of VHS or DVD. I think, or, I think it's, it's fascinating to know what's coming out now that's going to have that. Yeah. Mm. Greatest Showman, Paul, I think, will be 
Was that not a box office success? It came it out. It was. Oh, it was. That was a big box was office success. It? it came out of a dead period over Christmas, New Year. Yeah. All I heard when that came out was about the greatest showman in huge Oh, I don't know. I think and there's grown. more people are discovering it now. It's getting and bigger and bigger. But and Frozen bigger. only grew. At, uh, Frozen was big at the time, but it grew exponentially, yeah. didn't it? Like, yeah. and I think, I think that's what Great Showman did. It was like Frozen. It came out as a big film yeah. and then got bigger. I think for a film yeah comes out as people's going, oh, I'm not really fussed and, about yeah. it. Uh, films then, like kids like, what do kids do? They watch their favourite film every day. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And yeah. And the songs, away, didn't they? Like, Great Showman, they've still got songs in the charts now. Like yeah. from I heard one six, on the radio earlier. Months ago. Yeah, it was, it was Boxing Day came out. Yeah. I don't know what, what, who sang it or what it was called. It, I mean, it was dog shit. But um, it, I knew it was from Great Showman straight yeah. away. Have you watched the film? No. And, and, but that's the worry though, is the radio shouldn't be playing them songs. Radio will destroy a film. Yeah. A musical film, when, because exactly then I saw how Paul looked at Charlie when he said he heard the song and it was shit. And Paul's look at Charlie, it was like, but that's the thing, radio is destroying films. But they should not have no hits. You've yeah, yeah. yeah. not seen that the radio song star, in so. context yeah. with the film. Yeah, and then Charlie, look at your reaction to La La Land. We weren't Amazing. expecting too much, and look at it, it was fucking incredible. But that's I, like, I love La La Land, but there was nothing on the radio about La La Land. No music from La La Land on the radio that I heard. La La Land's going to be in my top 50 films. Gay exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's no. what I mean. Gaydio. If Greatest Showman is on like the normal radio stations, and La La Land wasn't. La La Land, you'd appreciate it. I think La La Land can quite comfortably fit into my top 50 films. Yeah, easily. Yeah, Yeah, I love that film. Listen, guys, let's take a little break because it is a celebration. It's episode five fucking years of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back after this. No, don't! ships go by I'm rooted to my shore I keep asking myself why and if there's more on the other side here as I see the friends I thought I made a little bit crazy
guys, it's our 100th episode. We're five years old today. Older than most of Paul's girlfriend. In his own home. Don't home. take that out. That has to stay. That has to stay. None of them said that. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, guys. What, none of them said don't take it out? Oh, <laughs> shit. Can I just say... Thank you. Holy Thank God. you. Paul described Neil Gilford Jonas. Can I just say... It should have been Salo. This when I finished. It should have been me. I could have been a contender. <laughs> could have been somebody. Do that in a Chris Eubanks accent. It'd be fucking brilliant. Well, the, the read is quite stupendous. Stupendous. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a boss from Mike Tyson. <laughs> That is what Chris Eubank yeah, is, yeah. isn't it, really? Good elf, guys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Here's to yeah. another five months. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well, this is it. This is five years. Mental. 100 epoxy episodes. That is genuinely flying by. Because... I would I never have... thought it was five years. Right, let's, let's go back, because originally, obviously, Charlie and I... Started the podcast. Cottage but history. Yeah, then he left you. How old was you, Charles, when you started this yeah, podcast? Yeah, I would have been 24. I'm 30 at the end of this month. Exactly. So, yeah. so always tied in with your birthday. Yeah. Okay, now. I was 19 when I first yeah, appeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, you're the looks, Charles. Tony, Liam, and, and Paul. Forward. You knew that me and Charlie were making this podcast all those years, all those years ago. What did you actually think when. Honestly, yeah. Anorax. <laughs> I genuinely, and the thing is, mine was more for like you, more than Charlie, <laughs> because uh, I just I've, I've, I just thought, what the fuck is there to know about films like 10 years and older? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. surely everyone's seen them. Yeah. I was like, you, what yeah. the fuck? You're reviewing films that people, people have had seen. a lot of yeah. chance to see. I mean, I'd never, I'd never listened to podcasts before. Yeah. I hadn't. I, I, well, I, I did know about Five it. years ago, podcasts were very, very small, weren't they? It was, I um, think you started it. No, I didn't invent the podcast. I think, I mean, no, I think already, we got to give it to you. Podcasting is already well on the way, but, but the longer time's gone on, the less famous you have to be to produce a successful think, one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think now you see a lot, a hell of a lot of people. Yeah. And, and any it's good. TV I think it's good show, to do it. any radio show. I would say 10, 11 years ago, 2007, 2008 is really when it exploded. And a lot of that was to do with the Ricky Gervais stuff. Yeah, because you had the yeah. one um, Carl Pilkington and Steve Merchant. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite ignorant on the origins of podcasting, but I know that was the kind of timescale that people really sort of invested in them. And people realised, I think it, it fucked radio a bit, actually. Yeah, of I think did. that's yeah. the thing is that I, I love now, after this, mm. it's like, if I've ever said to someone, oh, yeah, I'm doing a podcast, they're like, what? People think of it, it's like, wow, you're doing a podcast? Yeah, it's like something magical. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's a lot of work that you put into it, which yeah, I think goes unnoticed. Yeah, I mean, you have to differentiate between what we're doing, like, what? fucking Joe Rogan does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that I is mean, brilliant, by the way. Yeah, thing. I love but, Joe yeah. Rogan experience. It's, it's amazing. I mean, he's got the set up there. He records and edits for him. Well, he shows the whole film yeah, streaming all, as well. And that's like what I said to you, how I'd want to do would be filming and... But I think that, uh, again, that I don't know if it's been said, is that it's easy to sit and talk about a film. Yes. Piss easy. Yes. It's not easy to edit what us dickheads are saying. <laughs> oh, hell no. And, and I think, <laughs> for me, and I don't say like nice things about people, but I, I, for Scott, 
Yeah, the editing and creating. No, I, well, I have to say, shit, a toast to Scott. I've had it so fucking easy for the last five years, and the only reason I haven't pulled my weight is not just because I'm a lazy cunt. That's because you can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I can't do it either. But I also fun. think I actually can see the kick that Scott gets out of. Yeah. The whole kind it, it's of like process. painting a masterpiece, isn't it? Yeah. Just getting rid of the shit brush strokes <laughs> and just leaving. Well, in the, the first few episodes, it became very evident to me how much Scott was getting a kick out of like refining the ability to yeah. cross fade and cut out the dead air. I and feel like he was actually in your element. But you do. I think from when I listened to the first few, before like when you said about us going onto it, yeah. and it was like okay, I'll listen to a few and just go and. Listen to like them then, yeah, five years ago, they're dodgy to now, and you kind of like <laughs> you see the progression that sort of yeah. thing. And I think that's something that would go unnoticed to anyone is that unless they've listened for five years well, continuously, Jim from Texas, he's often said that um, he's listened from the start and he's seen it develop, yeah, and he's appreciated what it's doing. But I think they they make the salient point that still stands is that we don't do enough of the films that we would. Not gravitate towards watching. No. We, to be honest, we this, listen to this, guys. We, we're a hundred episodes in. We've done a hundred and seventy films over a hundred episodes. Because back in the old days, we used to do three. Charlie, do you remember those fucking yeah. marathon episodes we used yeah. to do? And by the third episode, we were absolutely <laughs> shit faced. Um, and there are not Sorry. many classic movies amongst all of them we bill ourselves as a classic movie podcast we, we've picked on a few there's very few turkeys though let's pick space the turkeys jam. let's talk the turkeys space right okay in my defence we'll get the space jam fucking elephant out of the room yes I picked it based on childhood nostalgia yeah and so a bit like Italian job then you appreciated it 20 years ago and rewatched it I don't even know if shit. I appreciated it 20 years ago because no. you cricket. Critical, cricket, <laughs> cricket, cricket, cricket critical, your critical, your cricket, critical, your cricket hall, your cricket pavilion, your critical, Jeff Boycott, like ability to assess a film isn't there when you're fucking six years old and Ooh, you yeah, are lucky enough yeah. to be like the son of someone like Francis Ford Coppola who's going to give you this education. So I watched Space Jam, I loved it. Early days, didn't know we'd never actually had the idea of it um, evolving into a classic film podcast at the well, time, did we? We literally chose random, films. Was it? You pick a film, I pick a film, and then we had a birthday movie. That's how it always was. Yeah. We celebrated the anniversary of the film. Yeah, Where's I think that works out better though. Is that it's, unless there's other people that are going to go, I you should watch this film and that film. Fine. But to pick the films that you have done. It's like, because I think I came on after the Space Jam. Oh, God. Well, you because came because to well early Space Jam. Yeah, because yeah. I defended it. Off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's like I look now and I think, I, 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 won't, I don't watch that film now. Because yeah. it keeps it for me as I loved it when I was a kid. And that's how I would defend yeah. it, as how I loved it. Yeah. I don't want to, like Paul did with Attempted, I don't want to go back and watch it and go, Fuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> for me, it's then like, shit, I'm going to trample on a childhood thing. I was, I was kind of like fucking devastated how much it didn't, it didn't translate into something yeah. Yeah, with LeBron James. Yeah, now he's gone to LA, so. But, but the thing was, when we, me and Charlie, the, the conversation, how it all began, Charlie started work at the same place that me, Liam, Tony, Paul, we, always, we were all working together. Charlie turned up and we had this 
click about films. We just love. We was in the same department as yeah. well, whereas everyone, like the rest of us, you guys were like, spread so out. We were in the workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you know, we were we were workers. You were shirkers. That's why we talk about films. Proud of it, if anything. Sure. But we soon discovered that we had this this love of films, and the fact that there is a 20 year difference between mine and Charlie's age. I, I think I, I, <laughs> 30? 20, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was 30. I'm 30 at the end of this year. I'm 50 next year. Oh, of course, I'm sorry. bus pass. Synergy. <laughs> but um, I mentioned yeah. No Country for Old Men in yeah. the, that initial conversation. I could I could just see your reaction. It's like, I oh, he, he likes films that he doesn't oh, just get. Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what's coming here as they keep. Hence talking. why the podcast starts. They just keep talking but, about how get starry eyed. I'm just gonna say like, yeah. it's not time We're to make a change. We're gonna bring you in. <laughs> just look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm father and son. I'm always gonna stand up and sing Star Maker to him while he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, you cry? Don't cry. I could actually tell from your reaction that you realised that ah, oh, like I'm working with someone who watches films that it just not anything. <laughs> clever or anything, but he just seeks them out. Like he actually will, Ooh. will find out what is going to be worth a watch yeah. as opposed to watch. I'd popular always, at the time. I'd always had this idea that I wanted to start a podcast yeah. because I've been listening to movie review podcasts and things. And prior to podcasting, fuck all on Radio Four. Yeah. You know, you'd be lucky to you find might get a nothing on TV. That, um, yeah, that they are film with film. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd always thought, well, I'd always wanted to have a, a show, not necessarily do a show, but listen to a show where somebody spoke about the movies that I loved. And if you can't listen to one, then you can't. Oh, yeah. And then when I met Charlie, we sort of described it as the Educating Charlie podcast because yeah. there was a lot of films that Charlie weren't aware of you knew I had to like decent foundations of film history but the, there was so many fucking glaring omissions that I hadn't yeah. addressed oh, that, that sounds like me do you know what one of them was Pulp Fiction you had yeah, yeah. Really? I'd you seen Reservoir seen, Dogs and yeah. I'd seen Jackie Brown that's shocked yeah, me yeah you had seen Pulp Fiction when I we think, I actually think every person on the planet has oh, got, got loads they've got oh, that yeah, one film that I think more for me it was like because I know but them sort of films that you love and I genuinely would have thought you would have seen that like years ago no. I watched what I can't believe that I didn't watch it for was that I'd seen Reservoir Dogs and loved it mm. so surely so you'd assume that someone would have like devoured that <laughs> yeah. and the rest of his filmography yeah. but actually I liked Reservoir Dogs I liked Jackie Brown but it wasn't until we kind of spoke about it that I, I had then actually become a Tarantino fanatic it's no, only been in the last five years but yeah. I, the weird five thing, six years but the, the weird thing is I'd seen Jackie Brown and Wizard yeah. Dogs Quiet. about 18 years yeah. ago yeah, so exactly, I, yeah. it makes no sense does it it's like yeah. when what there was one film yeah. and I can't remember what it was that we reviewed and you hadn't watched it and it wasn't that I was amazed, it just reaffirmed my belief that everyone has that one kind of film that it's like you tell someone and yeah. they can't believe that you haven't seen I'll it. I never think yeah. something that I hadn't seen. It was it something like Apocalypse Now or something like Apocalypse that. Apocalypse Now or, I'd only seen twenty minutes of. So it was yeah. it was of that nature. Yeah. But then I I genuinely believed that, that every person has that 
Like, oh, clear heel. Like you said, you've not watched Godfather, have you? No. Yeah, and again, that is like, I mean, I've watched it, but yeah, you, mm. you kind of think, I mean, we spoke before, it's when someone says something like that, you do. Yeah. It's, it's us, it would be for you if you walked up to someone and said, Untouchable faith from there, go, what's that? And you're yeah. like, what do you mean you've never seen? Because sometimes, like, films that you do feel strongly about, yeah. when, when someone else says, I've never seen that, you're like, yeah. how the fuck? When you I could say the Serbian film. And if someone <laughs> goes, that is his film, yeah. oh, that's my favourite film ever, and you're like, okay, you're fucked up. Did you star in it? <laughs> but um, I like that when I hear that someone likes from not like, The Untouchables is their favourite film. God, yeah. It's nowhere near mine. Yeah. But I love the fact that someone is that passionate. Into it. I remember actually, uh, and I'm going to go away from the confidentiality of residents that we used to work with, but I remember we went to a house in Gillingham one day doing a house check. Mm. We were working the weekend, and a resident said, Oh, I watched The Untouchables last night on TV, and there was a power cut, and I didn't see the rest of it. And you looked like you wanted to punch a hole in the wall. He was, <laughs> was angry that they didn't get yeah. to see the entire oh, thing. the power cut! Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's... I've seen how he kicked the wall, you wouldn't punch a hole. <laughs> But one of, one of the reasons I love that film is because it's loosely based on true story. Yes. And I do love films that are either true or based around true. Because yeah. it, it just educates you more. Yeah. They say, though, that a lot of times in psychology is that a lot of times the films and the cartoons as kids, things that you love the most, end up this, they explain something about you. As such, as saying. and when I was reading that, I started, somebody done this. It was Cat actually said because her mum's like, and she said about like the Ninja Turtles when he was a kid, and he explained she, she lived in a and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> likes pizza. That's like your favourite ones. That's <laughs> all. Uh, we was actually bogged down at the hub. You was working for open. You was doing bits for open. That's right, yeah. But it was. I think that's what they say about like films is that sometimes you relate more to it, or you find yeah. something of you in it. Because like I always say, if someone says pick your favourite film, The Crow always comes to mind. I, I don't think it is my favourite film, but it's just the first one that comes to it's mind. It's like comfort food. Yeah, like and it is. You, you go back to it because you think, I can still watch that. There's it's the there's certain things, and that's why I like how I don't know many people that have the same... When's the last time you watched The Crow? Before the review. January, wasn't it? Was that when we were doing it? Even I watched it. I don't actually think I watched it. I watched it. I didn't watch it then. I can quote the whole film. That's the thing, I haven't watched it. I watched Untouchables two weeks ago. Because I've got it on Blu-ray. It, and it's the first time I've seen it on Blu-ray. I'll see, I've so, got the call on VHS, DVD, DVD I wouldn't want it because I... Do you, do you not want to dissect your favourite? I found movie? it difficult I, I though, didn't want, I? In case we... Yeah, What's your favorite? I, I wouldn't um, want people to criticise it. So my de facto favourite film before we started doing the podcast and for some time during starting the podcast was one of the Cuckoo's Nest. And I really struggled when we reviewed it because I didn't know how to dissect it. In a He's never seen it. I envy you so much. <laughs> Do you know, I didn't see it until Charlie kept talking about it and yeah. I was like, what's this film? And I saw like the, the posters. I know what it's and about. The t-shirts and I just never and seen it. And I bought it. I bought it based on just, not even me and Charlie talking about it, but just hearing Charlie talking about it. And I was like, well, I watched that film. I, I I kind of had this new love for Jack Nicholson from it. I was like, yeah. I love, I, I just, it just sounds like fucking corny, doesn't it? But I suppose it's what we I fell in love with that film. Mm. I could see why, it's never going to be my favourite film because I saw a film prior yeah. to it, but yeah. I could see why it would be. And well, it was one of them films that's, you know, like, it's like that, not in an artsy fartsy way, but it just felt beautiful, like beautifully made yeah. in what it was. And it's, I could see why it was it an amazing film. It takes a lot of time to watch that film. Yeah, it really does. Kind of. As a, 
sort of like connection to what we're talking about. We reviewed that as our first anniversary movie nice. four years ago because it was Charlie's yeah. favourite. Yeah. Well, and you did. I you chose Jaws. I chose Jaws, and we did Planet of the Apes because Stinking Paws yeah. comes from yeah. Planet of the Apes. It just seems like a lifetime away. But did we struggle? Did we struggle to actually dissect our favourite films in the way that Paul hit the nail on the head? He said, I don't want to review The Untouchables because I have to try and be a little bit objective cool. about something yeah, yeah. that I adore. It's yeah. like trying to it's like telling your children what their flaws are, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know I know why <laughs> yeah. I, I know okay. why I love It's a Wonderful Life or Jaws. Yeah. You I know why you love life. Taxi Driver or Yeah. You know, this one for over the cookies this. But try and explain that to somebody. Yeah. But then, like, uh, do you remember t- when we was talking about the crow? Yeah. That night, I know we'd had a bit to drink. We were very. You surprised me. But I kind of full on went into as to why I like it. Yeah. And sometimes I think the best way to explain a film is you kind of need to get a little drunk because you yeah. don't. And also, the worst the film is to other people. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but the crow is not considered. Oh, it genuinely, it's not classic. a top one hundred. So place. you should be coming out for Liam. Yeah, and that's it. the thing. How I spoke about that film was with passion. Liam, thank God you were so eloquent on that episode because I was pissed as a. Yeah, cunt. you really fucking <laughs> you. You were I, struggling. I, you kept I, like. And, I lost the power of speech. And I think because that's. Why I don't I, think we had your opinion on the film at all. On that. He mentioned like a little bit, but he cut it out. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go back to the crow episode, can I say about four yeah. words <laughs> in the whole episode because I was it's like Jim Brannan in the extended yeah. without the stroke <laughs> but I think that's why <laughs> I think that's why though like reviewing your favourite film wow. is a good thing yeah. because if you passionately love a film yeah, cool. same as if you passionately love an art or something you're going to defend it so I think if you did do Untouchables yeah the poor we're not drinking vodka what whiskey water whatever that cunt is in the bowl that he would be passionate about because he gets passionate about when he doesn't like something. Yeah. yeah. So it's very rare to see him be passionate about something he does like. Put it this way then, Paul, would you like to review Untouchables at some nope. point in the next But why wouldn't you? No. That's what I'm interested because in. Because I don't want you lot to slug it off. All right, None of you said anything good about the crow to me. I did. No, you said you, you was okay. I liked it. Sure, Paul, you guys have all seen the Untouchables. Yeah. I've had enough time since last week to definitely want to watch it again. Yeah. And, and, and not hating it, it. I, I I've never hated it. Hate it's, it's not. Paul's sitting like a kid of Chris's going, they like my prison. <laughs> no, they're could, my friends. You wouldn't like my second favourite film. It's a typical oh, Darkness Falls. Oh, oh, Darkness oh, Falls. Oh, <laughs> I robot. <laughs> right, Liam. Look what Liam's you, never look seen it. What you have right. done, oh, Scott? I should. Charlie, I started to turn it off. Charlie, can you do me a favour? Yes. And Paul's hallway. Is There's a door. Can you open it? Tell Paul no, to leave. It's the Blu-ray. Is <laughs> his DVD collection, which is literally oh, can we have a look? half a shelf. Oh no, I have seen your. You DVD can bring collection. it in because it is that small. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, for doing this That's in your right. own house. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you can yeah. turn the light on the other side. Now, now, Paul, oh, no, you're, Paul, you're a fan it. of streaming services, Netflix, oh, and I, things like that. I have oh, a lot of films on my hard drive. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, <laughs> this is Paul's entire DVD collection. <laughs> right, Do you know what I like more? It's Charlie's Chortle. <laughs> I, I have over a hundred films be a on my section. hard drive. Right. So. I, I, honestly, I can vouch that right. Paul does genuinely have Don't read any of those films out. and DVD, yeah. everything on his fucking Paul, computer. Paul is a big fan of streaming services and stuff like that, but his entire physical media, media collection. How, how many DVDs there, Liam, would you say? 
Blue Race, maybe. Or Blue Race, yeah. 15 if you include the few in anthologies and legacies. Do you want to read them out? Just uh, we have. If you as long as you don't mind, probably, don't, don't we have. <laughs> the, and this I'm not going to knock because we witnessed this. It gets yeah. less uh, credible is from this. Monty Python live. One down, five to go. We, we were there to see that. that. We, we got Liam four years ago. Yeah, we went to there. see that. Go to. Paul's, oh, is that the untouchables? Yeah, close the box properly, Paul. It's disrespectful to you. Can I borrow that? The untouchables. Oh, Kevin Costner, yeah, what, so young what there. What a shit. Kiss his face. <laughs> yeah, who fucking made that shit? <laughs> Deadpool. Michael Barry, my favourite film. I love. <laughs> what's that? Michael Deadpool. Barry. <laughs> I love Deadpool. I can't love that. Doctor Strange is a brilliant film. Apologies, yeah, Michael Barry. Very well made yeah. film. That very yeah. cinematically brilliant film. I haven't seen. I mean, the one and two and maybe three, but four. Oh, hang on, this fucking. This is fifth five. One, five is dog shit. I've only counted. I didn't count well, so the Die one. Hard box. The set. Die Hard Legacy. Oh, yeah. Oh. Featuring Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard 4.0. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard 3 to die my favourite out of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mine's Spanish. one, but one, two, and three are brilliant films. Yeah. Die Hard 6, Die Hard with <laughs> a Pension. Yep. We have here. Unopened and unwatched Ooh. Lethal Weapon Collection five disc box set. Oh, now that's a good box. Featuring yeah. Lethal Weapon, that, Lethal Weapon my two, rainy three, day. and that's four. That's a good box. You rainy day? It's rain. Well, that's rain. Why is this yeah. Because yeah. you need something ago. to fucking a month ago, be opposite like. to Die Hard, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he has Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Out of the newest ones, is the best one. Haven't yeah. seen it. Haven't seen any. No, it, it made me shed a tear. It's in the first four. And yeah, cool. I didn't mean that patronise, but yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sorry. And then the final two are John Wick, good Keanu Reeves, good, good film, good film. Don't ever fuck with Keanu Reeves' dog. In the cellophane. I've got John Wick two. And in the cellophane, mm-hmm. Paul's number two favourite film. I'm waiting to watch it. I Robot didn't only come like a week ago, two weeks ago. Did you yeah, say? a couple yeah. weeks ago, and I'd seen it. What that had only just been fucking. It recent. hasn't been on Blu-ray for. Ages. No, they After out. your it's furious incre- emails. It's incredible <laughs> that that movie is your second favourite. Great Will Smith fan. To, to be and fair, I, I love sci-fi. I like the fact you have a second. I can't think of a second film. I've got a rotating top five, top ten. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a rotisserie list. It is. If either of those two films were ever on TV and I flipped on them, I would not turn off until it got to the end. But Paul, apologies for embarrassing you. No, thank you for sharing your entire physical media collection. Well, I say there is a lot, thank lot more. Thank it's like fuck you, I've got loads of money. Look at my laptop. Do you want this? Yeah, thankfully, we haven't got the hard drive. Yeah, we're not allowed to look at Paul's hard drive for no, legal reasons. You go to toilet. I don't think you can reach. He also calls that the untouchables. No, these are the untouchables. So well. Charlie returns those to the shelf and goes to this piss. Um, guys. Should we slag him off? No, no, no. Oh, just, right. just going back five, five years ago, what were your thoughts when Charlie and I said we were doing a podcast? Did you know what a podcast was? Did You, you know? asked me this a little while ago. I know, but you asked me. I didn't think you'd be here five years on. No. Yeah, yeah exactly. Did I didn't think... think we'd have a real Britannia podcast. Exactly. Well, well, Stinging Paws has developed into the real Britannia and... and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's developed into real Britannia and I must say Rainbow, Rainbow Valley, Valley. Well, yeah. whilst we're on that Rainbow Valley really good you love Rainbow it Valley, yeah. 
Thank you. I'm just going to go and have a look over the balcony. Fucking hell. Careful when you drop. <laughs> it's only said on that subject, I have to say, rainbow pan. It's literally disowned Britannia. Like, I, like that. You're coming to I, real Britannia. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant That's how he sounded it, even though I went, we're going to talk about real Britannia in a minute. <laughs> He, sorry, he actually did mean it like that. Paul actually did mean it like that. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> As he smokes like that. <laughs> like Bet Lynch. <laughs> Target audience. No, I, I didn't think it was going to be a long term thing. Like, when we got asked to comment, I thought. Oh, are they? Yeah, I, I thought. Oh, are they lagging the need to some more people? Or it was just a bit of a giggle then. Yeah, it felt Whereas, like something like, oh, we just where we've got back into it in the last few months. It feels like it's it's a bit more of a serious, a continuous thing sort of thing. And yeah. I have been, or well, we've both been watching movies and taking more note. Yeah, because most of the time we watch films, especially films that we've both not been keen on watching. We've yeah. like. Message each other saying, Have you watched this yet? Have you seen that yet? Yeah, have you and seen that shit? Oh, backbiting. Yeah. And, to what? be honest, backbiting. You know. No, if you want. No, my teeth would come out. We're going back four years that Liam and Paul were sort of Younger. brought in to, you know, guest host certain episodes. We, we remember the Halloween episode or the Christmas episode that we did back then. We did yeah. the Green Mile one as well, where we yes. had that, the Lion King and Boondock Saints as well, and I can't remember what else. That was like a Friday night at your crib, mm-hmm. and uh, Job. we were there for we were there for about fucking seven hours. Yeah. yeah, see, this was the thing back then. It was a it was a social social thing. Yeah, because oh, this was more, been a it was more alcohol influenced yeah. podcast, wasn't it? it but was... I think that's what makes them good. Is that if we were strangers, then yeah, I'd get mm. that. But I think the social aspect aspect of it it, it makes it a bit more that you know you can just turn around and say. We've had a lot of disagreements on films to the point where I know some of us feel hurt about the film we've put we, out. We've never actually come to blows. No, we've never come to blows. <laughs> but do you know when we all know that somebody isn't too keen? Like I know for well I've done it where someone says stuff about a film I've picked and I'm like, what the fuck? And I don't know why you get defensive because you think, well, I picked it thinking people might like it. Oh, shit. But I think that's what makes it good. Is that if we were strangers, you'd be like, there's no chemistry there. And this is the good. social it makes it. This is good because we're mates. Tony, you've only been part of the Stinky Paws on possibly one or two. Was he one episode? It was uh, episode 12, I think. Wasn't it? Well, <laughs> I think it would have been episode 12. <laughs> um, yeah, not back done. in <laughs> Episode 12, part three. Yeah. And we did Papillon. Six minutes in. Chinatown. And Roman, 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 Roman Holiday. The three fucking awesome So, yeah. out of that episode came my favourite discovery of every single episode. Yeah. Chinatown is one of my favourite mm. films of all time. You'd never seen it, have you? I've never seen it. We selected it. It's another one that Liam's got never to see, it. you know. It's what is it? Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Really? <laughs> it's 1974. Unfortunately, directed by a, a fucking nonce. Right. Um, but it's like, it harks back to the. The uh, noir kind of 1930s detective uh, private eye. So the 1974. Yeah. yeah, it's an incredible film. Um, um, talking, I, talking to that. Sorry, just to. Yeah. Has anybody got any objection to revisiting 
something that we've reviewed. Darkness Falls, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> when darkness falls. I'm coming to Darkness Falls, isn't it? No, but someone we, shouldn't. <laughs> we, we, we hit a lot of fucking big movies in them first early episodes. We did a lot of fucking big we, we, we need didn't realise we were doing it and then we started doing it conscientiously and I think we've towed off again. Yeah. Like no. we're just being a bit more kind of democratic about what yeah. we're selecting. Has anybody got any objection to like revisiting stuff we've done before? Well, to tell you the truth, if you watch a classic film, I try and give it like three or four years until I see it again. Yeah. So it's the perfect opportunity. I think actually. so. I think so. All right. Good. Put it this way, going forward... Tony, you're included in this as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> really, you so really done made it. that sound like you have been yeah, missing so out the whole episode. Sorry, listeners on here. Going forward, have you guys got any way. films that you would like to do in the next 12 months, like to review? What, revisit? Sort of. Not even revisit. Is, is there any, any, classic, any classic movie? Think in the head. I know you guys think Roadhouse. about... Roadhouse. I watched that the other. I one. love. I, I love Roadhouse. Do Roadhouse. It's such a simple film. Yeah. I don't actually think when I watch it. It's just. It's, it's good, good to bad and ugly. Good to bad and ugly. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think now. Films that we could do. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> it genuinely does because it's there's films that Paul loves podcast every not, night that, that not we all do, and there's films that we may suggest that Paul doesn't like. I think if you didn't have that, then you'd get bored. I'm, I'm using this to educate myself. Have you done Good Will Hunting? That way, cool. No, we haven't. So Good Will Hunting, I love that show. You've not seen Good Will Hunting. You've not seen. I've seen it. Oh, we've not sorry. reviewed it. Yeah. Hurt Locker. It's not your fault, don't worry. Hurt Locker, we did. Did you? We did that as an anniversary yeah. movie, didn't we? we? Hated the well, fuck out of it. I didn't really? hate it, I yeah. just wasn't mad on it. Yeah. I thought it was better than Full Metal Jacket. Film. We haven't done Full Metal Jacket. And that's a personal favourite. Full Metal Jacket. Um, just trying to think of out and out classics that we haven't we done. We haven't done Vertigo since we've we done okay. Saving Private Ryan. Third uh, Man. We've, we've done, done Saving Private Ryan. We've done Fear yeah. and Loathing in Las Vegas. Nope. nope. I love that. A uh, Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Like, I remember loving that we film when it came out. I don't know if I'd like it now. We did say about yeah. John Hughes. Liam, Liam's just remembered like, that we were going to do like themed months. Mm. Right? So next month or after, we're going to take a break after this. Did you we? say John Houston? John, no, John Hughes. Oh, right. We John were going to... Breakfast club. Yeah. The next month, we were going to sort of look at... Um, we were going to have an amnesty, weren't we? <laughs> after after episode 100 we were going to do an amnesty so we're going to review films within the last 10 years yep we did but then we sort of sort of we, we sort of sort of we thought about doing a month of John Hughes John Hughes, Hughes. <laughs> John Hughes wearing jewellery John, 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 John Hughes 
John Hughes movies where all of us pick a John Hughes film. June of War. John Hughes. Well, do we? Yeah. So going forward, do you guys want to do like themed months? Yeah. I think it'd be good to because it falls. It falls. <laughs> and this is dark. That's darkness falls. But um, uh, we haven't even spoken about it. Yeah, I think it forces you to watch films that you may not, because we can select films that, and I think a lot of times we have thought films like, I don't want to pick a film I know someone will hate. Yeah, we need to go out. But if you go and tell me to go, say like you said, when we were talking about John Hughes films, yeah, do that, because not everyone likes Breakfast Club, Pretty and Pink, stuff like that. You, and have, I, you might have a favourite John Hughes film, Charlie's certainly probably um, one or doesn't know yeah I'm not kind of like or... massive on it but yeah. then if that what, month he's focused on it then I've got to do it I'll exactly. yeah. tell you what if we were to do John Hughes in, in, in the podcast I think we've done one Planes, Trains, Thought Wobbles we've already done but I don't yeah. mind doing that again that's yeah. the yeah. thing because if you're putting it into and, and it was so long ago, it was four yeah. years ago. Wasn't that the same as JFK as well? Like, we really fucking. That was the same month. Light really. and shade, yeah. Weren't it? That was the same month. So, if we were to do John Hughes, you'd do Planes, Trains, and all that. Breakfast Club! Breakfast Club. I would have I would only been qualified to pick Breakfast Club, to be honest, because well, I'm not. Yeah, I guess so. Char- so, Charlie yeah. left to have a thing. And we could swap yeah. between. I would do some kind of wonderful. So, yeah. you know, we'd always find something. Yeah. Different, to, yeah. Totally. And then Halloween, we do four horror movies, Christmas, yeah. four. Christmas and the thing movies. is, you've got to, you have got to commit to them because I, I remember when I think it was two Halloweens ago, yeah, that when we was talking about and we mentioned um, Exorcist, yeah, which I had a that was I'd like, never that was, watched. That was I, at least three years ago. Yeah, and I, I had that fucked up dream. So I'd never seen the film, never seen Exodus in my life. And I had this really like vivid dream about the girl in the Exodus yes. killing So I didn't want to watch it at all. Yeah. And you gave me, it was uh, you, you bought me a Blu-ray recently. Like, I bought a box point. set thing, didn't So you, you had the old one on DVD and you gave it to me. And I was like, but, and you said, keep it, just watch it whenever you like. I was like, all right. And I remember... <laughs> It must have been 10 in the morning on a Saturday. I was like, well, I watched watch Exorcist. Because in my head, I just had these fucking images of the <laughs> shitty and the things that made you jump. And I just remember watching it and I was like, it actually isn't that scary. Yeah. And I think that's the time that a lot of people make, like, they're just like I don't want to watch this whole because I'm going to get scared. But yet they're really not. I think that's the thing with any film. You have to force yourself to. You can't just, like we've fucking Mildred bloody peers. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it, but I watched every minute of that shit. To me, it was shit. I, yeah, I know. I know you like it, and yeah, I shouldn't. Every have minute it. felt like an hour. Yeah, every minute was a decent it's a cut to my vein. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. What was you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a table neck. The but only the only problem with Mildred Pierce was all of it. No, this is the bugbear of the whole movie. Of the whole podcast, isn't it? That, Mildred Pierce was selected by me and Charlie before you guys came back on board. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Yeah. Before Charlie you came back on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, you forced us that on us. And it's been sort of overhanging for a while, hasn't it? We thought, well, God, we've got to do this. But you guys are coming in to record, and we thought, well, we'll let you guys talk about it as well, not realising how much you didn't appreciate it. I'd like to say something good about it. 
Please do. But I can't. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, there was something good. The yeah, credits. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any... Charlie, actually. Just, just Charlie. Any Mildred Pierce moments for you? Any film you thought, oh, my fucking God, why did we watch that? You, just an FYI, I love how we're using Mildred Pierce as the... Mildred, we yeah. always said Mildred Pierce would be our game. But it's how you said to Charlie, like, genuinely, as you yeah. liking the film, going... Charlie, any Mildred Pierce moments for you? I'm thinking back over, what, 170 films, yeah. and I can't think, if there has been instances, it's been less than a handful where we... You're used to that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Defamation of character, so... I love that. Oh, you know. We've not got around to Halloween yet, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's been less than five instances where you've chosen something that you really thought I'd like and I yeah. haven't. I can't. There is one that sticks up, but Go I can't on. remember what it was. No, I actually can't remember. And you thought I would love it. The Rock. And I did. Isn't that the only time where I actually came in with a list of things that I didn't like? I think about it was film? The Rock. Yeah, yeah. And I was really pedantic <clears throat> about it. Um, <laughs> But generally speaking, we kind of see qualities in films equally, even if our opinion of the film overall isn't. Mm. I think that's like when you met, when we done. <clears throat> sorry, when we reviewed because I don't want to say done to our angry men. I don't want to say we done to our angry men. But when we in an hour, four weeks. When we yeah, when we done to our angry men in less than two hours. But when you mentioned that we was going to review it, I was like. Black and white. You, you said to me it was a black and white. It was yeah. a, like a, and I was a jewelry apprentice. It is a jewelry room, but I was like, <laughs> I was spasticus. I, yeah. I was proper apprehensive. Like I have no need to want to watch this shit. I don't care yeah. for it. But yeah, I was like, I've got to. I have to watch this. Otherwise, if I go in there and go, I've read and I couldn't like. So I sat there and I watched. It and I was like, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Out of the yeah. films we reviewed that that time. That, that was my favourite. It was a slow burner, it, it, but it got so intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that was another one, like Tony mentioned about, it confines you into that one space, so you're all, only in that room, so you have to. You have You've got to be fucking confident about it. Film yeah. like when a yeah. screenwriter to yeah. see yeah. Peter Fonda in that was... Superb. Henry Fonda was better. I thought Peter. He was the little baby in the corner. <laughs> imagine mixing up an oh, actor called be, Peter Ray Scott. Sorry. Imagine getting an actor called Peter mixed up. Sellers. Have you heard about this one? This is the it's greatest so this, moment this in the podcast history. This is the Right. Salt. We are going back about to Salt episode says. 10. We're going, back, we're going back to about episode 10. We reviewed Doctor Strangelove. <laughs> famous. <laughs> stand, famous. Well, well Peter Sellers plays all the roles. Yes. Now, everybody knows this. Peter Sellers plays yes, four, fucking four old men. Know Does this. he? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Allies. So he plays the real Churchill. He plays, he plays four different roles in the movie. I think it's four. Hey, Doctor Strange have a Bond film? No, no that's Doctor No. Oh, okay. Isn't it? Uh, it, it Cla classic movie podcast. Everybody, um, is that a follow-on from Doctor Strange by Marvel? No. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Doctor Strange in love. There's twenty fucks of them. Doctor Strange. Doctors are strange. Stanley Kubrick directs this. Classic film, about 1963. Did he do The Shining? Yeah. Yes. Great film. Tom Hercorridge. 
Jesus, Jesus Christ, let me talk. It's our birthday, but fuck's sake. <coughs> oh, oh, it's my birthday, and I cry if I it's, want to. It's my podcast. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Episode 21. Glute. Carry on. Glute, get shorty, long yeah, good time. No, 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 go back to what you were going to say about right, what you uh, Barry Linden. Eyes wide shut. Yes. How did he say? Pass we, of glory. We watched Doctor Strange. Yeah. And literally two seconds before we switched on the mic, I said to Charlie, well, what about that bit where Peter Sellers played different characters? You didn't even say it to me. It's something like that. <laughs> you that know, sounds like a you was in the kitchen. <laughs> he you, thinks he said it. You was in the kitchen. Yeah. I, you, I had my laptop open. I was looking through the kind of trivia. Paul. for the Yeah, technical. I was looking through the trivia on Wikipedia regarding yeah. the film. And it just mentions, it didn't say Peter Sellers played three characters in the film because that's that's assumed that's like. Mm, it's right. assumed that people know that. And I've read that and I've, I didn't notice it watching it because I didn't know, I'd never seen anything with Peter Sellers in it before. So I didn't know what Peter Sellers' actual normal No, yeah, but that's not not Peter Sellers' necessarily normal appearance either, is it? So when we we, we, we turned on the mics, it was Charlie's I could have styled it out. I made a rod for my own back. I actually (laughs) admitted it when I could have styled it out and not taken the abuse. What did you say? We got that just about... You just said you didn't I didn't realise that he was playing three different characters. We got that just about beaten or on a part, Tony... Yeah, Legend, the craze movie uh, with Tom you Hardy. You didn't know. I didn't realise it was um, Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> the twins! I'm not saying piss because I've been. I'm sorry, sorry, Tom. I gave you a headache. <laughs> right, Dave. You did not realise Tom Hardy was playing Reggie and Ron. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was two different, two different blokes. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much, Tom. Um, there you go. I so, think. After five years, yeah. can I, I just feel say like Andy Dufresne when that fucking cunt turns up in George Bank. I mean, I'd just like to say on that about not knowing somebody played something else. Um, when we was doing a film review before and we was watching a film that a lot of people might know as like Gremlins. And um, right. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Scott Phipps here sat there and said to me, you do know they didn't use real Gremlins for this film. <laughs> anything more afterwards real gremlins real gremlins they didn't use real ones for this and I've been berated over Tom Harvey <laughs> but Scott said they didn't use real gremlins I was, for I was this actually film. crying I was okay. actually crying we couldn't breathe did you get mixed up with lemming yeah <laughs> and we put this into context no there was no context in which was that the same evening as the stroke it, it was it was the same evening so, yeah. you thought it, I had the stroke it reminds me of when Paul Pilkington said, what were the things in Gremlins yeah. called? <laughs> it was the night. Do I have to explain this? Yes. I don't know. He meant Mogwai. You can't get out of that easily. My Chinese cousin told me. <gasps> this was brilliant. It had been a very long evening. Oh, here he goes. These are not reasons, these are excuses. It was fairly early, you're not I, I it, it was. It was early. It was, it was Christmas. It was. I had provided a lovely... Was it a buffet meal? Buffet. I oh, am yeah, a devout Christian. And, and we, we were actually lagging at this point. We were pissed. Oh, here we go. Wow. I, well, I was definitely pissed when I made the Peter Sellers comment. There's yeah. no two ways about yeah. it. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't actually Steven Spielberg. Was yeah, the yeah. I, was, I was talking about the CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't the, exist back then. The, 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 the actual scene in Gremlins where they're in the movie theatre. Yeah, it was in the movie theatre. No, they were all puppets. Yeah. So somebody must have been operating all of these hundred puppets. Yeah. So, <laughs> what did I actually say? I don't remember. Did did you you, you do know they didn't use real Gremlins for this scene. <laughs> And I sat there like, no, I, I know, I, they're not I real. Think, no, what you I meant think is, I said they used real gremlins. No, I think what you meant is that they weren't using the same things that they used when they're going into the arse. They actually had to replicate that to many replicate things. Them, yes. No, I think I, what I was trying to say was for each Even of those much. gremlins in the <laughs> cinema scene, there was somebody operating them. So yeah. there was like 400 people operating yeah. little but I think because you're saying there was no CGI back then, yeah. so they had to use real don't, puppets. Don't, yeah. like your words were, they had, the like, oh, they used real... They didn't use the real gremlins. No, sorry, where was Marshall Isitter in the Peter Sellers scandal? <laughs> so don't let well, to be fair, I didn't realise that Peter Sellers oh. played them in that. I think Tony's getting off lightly, you know, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The two crazy bosses <laughs> looked identically like Tom Hardy. <laughs> right, guys, favourite film we've reviewed over the last five years? Oh, fucking hell. Okay, can I go first? Because I've got Yes, one. please. Right, Chinatown is the favourite in terms of my all-time classics that we reviewed and I didn't know before. But other than that, the gem that I never knew anything about that I'll always love is Dog Day Afternoon. Fantastic. It was an early one. Yeah. Never even had any awareness of it. Excellent choice. Anybody else? I mean, not necessarily ones you guys have been involved in, but you might have seen that we've reviewed. Um, Shawshank was good, wasn't it? Shawshank is your favourite, so, yeah. I think that was a great review. The Shawshank was a great review. Wonderful, but singing in the rain. I mean, sing, yeah, singing in the rain. That was caught great you too by surprise, yeah. didn't it? I mean, which it was more of a surprise because I love like musical and dance films, mm-hmm. but I'd never realised that I'd love that film. Yeah, but, it's a um, perfect film. Films it like is. Magnificent yeah. Seven, yeah, Twelve Angry Men. A lot of the older. I, films. I would say Twelve Angry Men took me the most by surprise in the fact that <laughs> I. Twelve Angry Men took you by surprise. That's right, Paul. On an orgy scale. Not if I don't say no. That's great. There was a bunch of them. It's great. There was a bunch of them. <laughs> because it surprised me. It was um, not something I'd have watched. Well done. Yeah. I'm going to shut up. No, sorry. No. Continue. No meat and sticks. Oh. The worst film we reviewed. Can I just can I just elaborate on what Paul's saying about yes. being surprised by Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Men. Um <laughs> <laughs> We actually that was one of the first films we watched in our collaborations with Rochester Keener. It was. Yeah. I'd never seen it and we watched yeah. it in fucking was Bruno's Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> much, and I was amazed how much I liked it. I really thought it was just going to be this stuff. You watched stuff 12 Angry in. Men in Bruno's Bakery. We did. <laughs> Bruno on, was there. Sitting on some buns. Bruno was there. <laughs> oh my God. It's when the worse. French stick came out. Yeah. <laughs> Until he started tossing his dough. <laughs> then he knew yeah. your soup. And we were slagging carry on off earlier. <laughs> it's but, better um, than we do it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just had no expectations for that film, even though I knew it was held in really high regard. I just, yeah. I couldn't believe that, and you've mentioned this, but I couldn't believe that, that kind of tension 
and suspense could be uh, one room saved yeah. from that. Yeah, and especially uh, black and white and fifty yeah. odd years old. I'm sort of glad just... I wasn't there for that review because I wanted to hear yous to no, react to it the way really that I did about two about. years when I. It was a shame they didn't do it on Blu-ray because I, I had to buy it on normal DVD. No, I got it. Some Criterion Blu. Oh yeah, I got it on a Blu-ray download and it was very good. See, I like to buy one. No, no, that's what I mean. When you said download, it's like, I don't have to download. But Theft. Tight. My internet provider. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very cool. Being oh, 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 yeah. 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 Did you have oh, that? doesn't like capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry for that. Fuck them. Stick it to the yeah. man, Paul. I think you guys will also. Calm down, Shay. <laughs> I think you guys will also add to this singing in the rains, possibly your. I love singing in the rain. Yeah. It's a happy film. It surprised you, didn't it? How it really good did. it was. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do it at karaoke when we was out, but they didn't have it in a book. He <laughs> watched it after Mildred Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it before Mildred Pierce. Can we talk about Mildred Pierce as well? Then? No. No. It's enough been said. It is shit. We've just spoken about it. Mildred <laughs> Pierce. Is it it, it is the marker to rate all films from. I mean. On a scale of one to Mildred Pierce, Mildred Pierce is a Darkness Falls. <laughs> Darkness Falls, for people that don't know. What, Tell you what, what though. Darkness Falls. Hell, I can't win! I, I still protest Finger that. Finger up, like. my first choice was... Preach. <laughs> American Werewolf in London, but yeah, someone nicked yeah, it from yeah, me. Yeah, Why did you like American Werewolf in London? <sighs> I don't know. It's something to do with the escalators and the... Uh... Station. Why did they, didn't they use Tottenham Court Road? Why did they use Tottenham Court Road? Because you know? it had the longest escalators. What? Do you know why they use Tottenham Court Road? No, I don't. Why is that? I think it's because they had the longest so, escalators. I thought it was because they tasted the sugar puffs. <laughs> yeah. No, the no. They tasted the sugar puffs. That's what you meant. So, do you want more? They take their different taste of sugar puffs. Yeah, apparently The longest sugar puffs. On the London Underground yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those that wouldn't know, that was Paul trying to offer me fucking crisps that tasted like sugar puffs. No matter how much I said, I don't like sugar puffs. And he went, No, it's because you were drinking some form of vodka with it. Oh, oh yeah, no, we were no, drinking lots. It's, it's because we got there. We was there early drinking, weren't we? No, I think I only got there at six, but I had to be gone you, by 12. Yeah, because you was on call. So instead of going, I still I'm on call. Missile. We're still in that job role. So. Yeah. But instead yeah. of being, I'm on call, I need to Tech catch job. up. Because <laughs> I'm on call. If, if anyone from work's listening, this was four years ago, so it's tough shit you can't do before. Everyone from work. And don't worry, you went back from fucking work on the podcast. So <laughs> because, do you remember, it. I went into your bathroom, oh, called God. the office and went, can you call Paul? Because he smashed and I was like, Paul, you need to come back. I think you ran back and you were sick, you said. I, I ran down, you know, top of Chelmer. Yep. Instead of going the long way round, I <laughs> ran down the hill, nearly smashed into the wall of 15, threw up, <laughs> then went, went in the office, sat on the desk, thinking I looked sober, and everyone's taking a piss out of me because I'm rat-assed. I was literally just like, it just needs to, because we was all sitting there going, pretty sure I remember that night. <laughs> we was all like, I think Paul's a little drunk. <laughs> and I remember saying, I was like, Smashed, and all we kept hearing was, Do you know why they use Tottenham? (laughs) Dan, if you listen to this, say it was four years ago, tough shit, you can't do me for it. Oh, you can't now anyway, it's not our boss. So, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't need you that night, Charlie. We've spoke about favorite films, worst films. Is Is there any film that's affected you really 
deeply. Um, in oh. fairness, it's not a. It's not a. Sorry. It's not an accurate thing for me to say because I chose it for you. But yeah, I think I know um, where you're going with it because even on the second round, what well, shit didn't get any easier, and that was grave of the fly flies. Yes. That was just. That you know, I've still not seen it. I've been trying to look for it, but I've got Are you kidding. glad that you have seen it? I'm so glad yeah. I saw it. Wasn't that the one you said that upset is quite upsetting, the anime? It I think either joy or, or pain or whatever, that's Sunshine the one that's had the most. Frankie Beverly and Maze, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, but Very I think the that's the one that's had the most indelible effect on you that I've chosen. Yes. Like, and that's what I was going to choose for the one. Because I, I just think that was. I don't know if Studio Ghibli in general is a grey area for you, but that for film me, I'm, was I'm not a big that, fan. And yeah. when I sat and watched that, for basically what was a cartoon, it screwed my head up. Well, well we did one quite recently that I think had a similar effect that you hadn't watched and was hard to kind of, uh, you know... Uh, internalised as an enjoyable experience but you loved the film and that was Neil by Mal yes like, you know. Did, have you s- yeah that was like the real life version oh, yeah. <laughs> have you s- yeah um, Warship Down I love Warship it's my favourite book or one of my favourite I mean I've not seen it since I was Richard four Adams, or five Douglas it, Adams it destroyed Richard me Adams, Douglas Adams was Hitchhiker's just talking 42. about yeah. talking about Jeffrey. cartoons that uh, can be upsetting yeah. answered a lot I've not the seen and everything Shh. I've not seen Warship Down since I was a kid. And I think it's a cartoon that can upset. I would be interested to review it because I'm not I don't want to watch it. Is it upsetting? Is so it? I, 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 I would I like up. to be forced to watch it to see Perhaps how I am. You should all sit around there and watch it at the same time and see who cries first. Yeah, I think I'll be alright with it because I haven't got the childhood experience watching it. I think what? I'll be okay watching it because I think I we think need to have watched it as a what was shoot down was the first movie I saw at the cinema on my own without my parents. Fucking hell. That Who must have that? that must have been a twelve. It no, was it was, no, a, it was a, no, I don't even think I think it was probably a well no PG didn't exist back then, it was uh, an A. Because yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not seen Warship Down since Came out about nineteen seventy eight, I think it was an A, which could have been under forty. And it was the first film I went to the cinema without my parents. I went with a couple of school friends. Um, frightened the fuck out of me, but it's always been one of my favourite books. Love it, absolutely love it. Wasn't it one that was on like the curriculum? Do you know this? Like, no, no, no. Do you know what's fucking? Sorry, I just need to interrupt this. Do you know what freaks me out about you, Scott? Amongst <laughs> 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 many things, we, we haven't got enough time for another episode. <laughs> It's how you just remember everything. What year did you say you watched that? 78. Yeah. year it came, it came out. out. It was a U. It was a U, yeah. yeah. But this is one thing that uh, it wasn't ever recorded, but we sat there. Ago. We sat there one night at Scott's. Um, you'd left because you had to get thrown out. So yeah. me and Paul were still there. And I went through my phone of like a top 1,000 old films before my mum was born or some shit like that <laughs> and I just read them out read each film out Scott knew the stars the year the Oscars the Oscars the directors speaking of, of I think he only got two slightly wrong and then went no it's this have we reviewed that's Rain Man freaking. yet <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> nice I'm connection now I'm quite happy to <laughs> connect <laughs> that again um, 
I'm not the brain man of Amazon. Just just finishing up, Charlie, I just want oh. to mention two movies that really affected me as first time watches. Well, yeah. One was a first time watch, one was a second time watch. One was on Paul's hard drive. John Hurt and what's it done, sorry. One was Clute. Yeah, that was fucking that was a proper stinking Paul's discovery, I think. Not because the film was unknown, but I don't think it's spoken about a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, funny. Funny. But um, funny enough, I asked Joe and Neil at work, and I said, "Yeah, fucking brilliant." Film. Yeah, I just don't think the discourse is there about no. it. It's like, except it's a good film, but no one talks Nobody about how brilliant no. it is. And the other one was the conversation. Which yeah, the conversation is set into Chinatown. Yeah. China. yeah, excellent. I mean, it's the film that uh, Coppola had to make to essentially. Funds the Godfather projects, really, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and Apocalypse. Well, probably more Apocalypse now. Yeah, but it's an incredible film, guys. Five years, fucking incredible. You've Thank got to play you. David Bowie at the end, surely. <laughs> no, uh, from we're Ziggy gonna, Stardust. We're gonna die at the end. No, Ziggy Stardust. Five <laughs> yeah, years. we're gonna die at the end. Um, I couldn't have done it without you. Thank you. I could have no. done it without you, but it meant a lot of yeah. hard work editing. But I think that's what I was sparing you on. We, yeah. we all could have done it without you. It just would have been banned after the first two. <laughs> we could have all done it without each other, but it would have been CB radio. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have been racist, Going sexist, back to convoy. Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed what we've done Ooh. over the last five years... Oh, well, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger in the castle. Yeah, he's being chased by. We can't escape it, can we? Uh, every time. It's a market when we did it on Skype. <laughs> Not like um, that. If you've enjoyed what we've done over the last five years, please promise to be with me for the next five, next ten, whoever. I think it'd be harder to get rid of us than it would be to oh, ask us. I think we've. we've in, in widened radius now. Yeah. 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 What was uh, Rusty Sherry's badge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Is there a chocolate starfish? Oh. <laughs> Thank you for everything over the last five years. Thank Happy you. birthday. Thank you, Scott. Thank, Thank you, Scott. You made it. This is the Stinking Paws podcast. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>
strong Positive thinking We'll get together and life won't let us down Shut up, you ugly bitch